Hello and welcome back to the only pod ever. My name is Marty. You're going to hear Harrison talking about some Simpsons trivia stuff in a, a minute or two. Um, we're back. We took a few weeks off, recharged the batteries, life got in the way. And, you know, since we're true punk rockers, we thought we didn't really want to sell out. So the second that we had any sort of real promotion from anybody, in this case, it was Download Records, just resharing our podcast on their Instagram, seeing a huge boost in listeners. So thank you if you tuned in from that. Uh, we just thought, oh, we're just going to go dead for a while. This week, special banked episode. This is a two-hour extravaganza. You can already tell this episode's way too long. Harrison and I got together in his upstairs office zone, and we talked about bands that were not Alexis on fire for two hours, and it was so much fun. This is an all-timer. Great episode. 10 out of 10. Did it take a while to edit because we kind of messed it up? Yes, but we got it done, and you're really going to enjoy it, okay? Um, and we'll be back next week. We'll be back uh, every week until we're done with the project. Um, I guess I need to say what it's going to be next week. Hmm. Well, let's just say we took we took some time off. We came back. Okay? Does that sound like anybody you know? That was actually really good. I crushed that. Okay. Special two-hour extravaganza, non-Alexis on fire. And we'll see you next week. Okay? Bye-bye. Is it poochy or scratchy? It's a good guess, actually. Yeah, one of like, the cartoon characters? No. No. We had Mo for a bit. We ended up going yeah. with Mo, but it's God. Oh, that makes sense. I can right? see that. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, it's coming to me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that would have been season 12, so didn't count, no, apparently. Didn't count. No, I went to, uh, Mike and I did Simpsons trivia once in Toronto at Sneaky D's. I've heard about this. Wasn't it like just scary, basically? Like people oh. were just way too intense. About it was. It? it was full of nerds. Like someone yeah, made a sucks, reference, man. and they all just started going off, like laughing. Or yes, and they would or continue like, on the bit. You know, like in a Reddit where someone makes a comment, God. and then someone comments again, and just keeps like the quote going or the thread going. That's what it was like. Simpsons people. Oh, they're they're crazy. back down. But there were people. Mike and I were just a duo. We didn't have any other people on the team, and. Would there be like teams of like five or six? Oh, there's teams of like 10 really? or whatever. But there was like people who got it perfect. Really? And like we came in like the top, I think the top 10, I want to say. Maybe like top 15. There was a lot of teams there. Um, so I was like proud of us. But like there was people who just knew every single thing. And it was all like photographic memory shit, right? It was like what happened here. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. that's and like nuts. Quotes. And like the way that they introduced the questions were like really really interesting as well too because they'd be like in season eight episode four uh, millhouse divided millhouse's parents split up and like he's going on and on and on and then he's just like and what type of toy did millhouse get from his mom after like it was yeah. like really intense like things where it's like uh, and then you're playing the episode in your head and then you're getting it mixed up with other episodes. Oh, and- so like you can't do it when it's like basically that. Like that's not even a line. That's like one part of a line. Yeah. It's like a real like a real small like fracture of like the thing that you're supposed to remember yeah, to begin yeah, with. Yeah. Anyways, welcome back to the only pod ever. A <laughs> podcast about Alexis on fire. My name is Marty. This is Harrison, and we are making eye contact right now. Yeah, for the first time ever. I don't think I ever looked into your eyes before, even hanging out in real life. How could you? I don't know. How could you? It's, it's scary. 
It is scary. Right? Tell me it's scary to look at me right now. I'm doing like a Nathan Fielder bit. <laughs> it's just like, you know, damn. Did you now, I'm getting, now I'm getting kind of bashful just <laughs> staring at you like, hey, Harrison's blushing right now. He's blushing. Did you ever watch um, the rehearsal? No. Okay. No. Something you, I need to watch, right? Are you, a, are you a Nathan Fielder guy? I do like the Nathan Fielder, kind of like Eric Andre style of humor. So okay. I've seen like a few bits. My brother's a huge nathan fielder fan yeah what is he what did he have to say about goofy white skull slash uh, <laughs> what did goofy... slash the rehearsal i don't know i have to i'd have to ask him i i would say i'm gonna text i'll text him i'll text him right now and ask him i loved the rehearsal but my recommendation to you is do not watch it do i not ever or just don't start with it uh i mean it's like it's it's imagine like imagine you know how like nathan for you or whatever was like kind of real yeah this like breaks it like it's like it gets too emotional and too real i i would i would i don't watch it okay. honestly it's really sad but it's very funny so <laughs> i can't wait to watch that movie that is in with emma stone i just saw like the oh the, the trailer yeah yeah it was sick for someone who doesn't like movies there's not a big movie guy <laughs> i can't wait to watch the new emma stone film <laughs> that's all i've got is just emma stone and nathan fielder so i like easy a so yeah that was a good one that's a movie i've seen oh did he is there did there, was that the review he said I did and I loved it. Really? Okay, yeah. so that this is like live. This is good live broadcasting here, live and in person. Yeah, he also said um tonight. So Marty's actually here in in the Hammer in Steeltown mm-hmm. and we're seeing BA Johnson tonight at uh, the Corktown pub. So we decided to do an actual live live taping, live recording of the of the pod. We're and, doing it. And uh, my brother also said for for BA, he said, "Oh, he said, "Oh my, Play the song about the GM Oshawa plant. <laughs> it's like it's like a like a Southern Ontario like uh, generator. You could put any proper noun in there. Like do a song about the Toronto Argonauts. Yeah, it's like Mad Libs for Ontario, basically. <laughs> That's a huge compliment for B. A. Johnson. I think the best thing I ever read about B. A. Johnson was that he was a combination of Stomp and Tom Connors and Gigi Allen. I think I've mentioned this before, <laughs> but I think it's just amazing. He okay, so he had like he has the stomp of Tom Connors bit. I'm sure we've talked about this before, but he has that. But it's like so funny, like it's just like ridiculously funny. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. So yeah, okay. So we're gonna record this. We might bank the episode. You think? Because we got we got San Soleil coming up this week. I don't think we can bump that. No. We so can't. this this will be afterwards. So you're gonna yeah. be sort of listening to this out of order. Yeah. Sorry. Sucks to suck, but. We'll throw this in for a later date when maybe we're on vacation or something. I don't want to do this one. Yeah, so. just just good filler. All filler, no killer. Is that one of your bands? Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> not one of my bands. But okay. Too late. So the premise of this episode <laughs> is Marty challenged me one day to think of five bands that I'm into. That's pretty much it, right? Five yeah. bands that I'm into that I think are, you know, significant or hold maybe a special place in, in my heart or or whatever. And then we thought it would be a good podcast episode. Mm-hmm. So here we are. Um, now, I kind of challenged myself a little bit with this. And what I did was I didn't actually... Because I could have picked like, you know, some other artists that we have talked about on this show. Like I could have easily picked like Grateful Dead yeah. or something sure. like that. But I actually kind of want to keep it. This is what I did for myself. So hopefully this doesn't change all your picks. Um, I kind of wanted to keep it on the same theme as Alexa on Fire. Okay. Kind of like K 
Canada's best kept secret kind of vibe or whatnot. So I picked all Canadian acts. Oh, really? My, yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, that's what I did. So, okay. Yeah. We might have some overlap on mine. I didn't, I definitely did not think Canadian. That's okay. But I tried to pick some stuff that I felt like we would maybe somewhat align with, but probably not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like somewhere in like the gray area where I'm more just like curious if you like like it or yeah. that you know it or that you don't hate me for saying that I liked it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. if you said Pennywise, I'd be like, why'd you say that? Yeah. But why, now why'd I, you pick that one? That one's awful. But yeah. you yeah. obviously are picking some good music because it's Canadian, yeah, as you right. mentioned in the Much Music episode. That's right. So that was what <sighs> I did. Um nervous for some reason maybe it's because we're in person oh you don't need to be nervous it's just me it's just me buddy <laughs> the uh yeah so i picked i picked five but i also had some backup ones just in case okay. as well too um and then what i also did was well I'll, you know i'll explain it more when i do my first pick but mm. i think since you're here you're kind of like away i'm home um i'll let you <laughs> I'll let you go first and pick or start naming your five artists. Oh, I guess we'll go one by one. Similar yeah, to yeah. what we did with the sneaky bangers. Yeah, just go back and forth. That's yeah. interesting. This yeah. is ultimately going to be a sports podcast because we are recording this on the weekend of the Grey Cup. So, we are, yeah. Which we know is where Green Day is playing. Yeah. And it's a cheap Green Day show. Is Green Day in one of your picks? No. <laughs> Could you imagine? That'd be great. I'd be like, uh, have you listened to this, man? It's, uh, I'm curious what you have to say about them. Um Nah, man. Honestly, Green Day is cool, but it's just it's a little too much for me. Yeah, it's too much going on. Like, you as know what I mean? As compared to Blink, or uh, yeah, maybe. Like, well, I guess they just they just put out like a new song. It's like another new album, and I'm just like, what? There was the one. There was the one that had the really goofy cover that was like the motherfuckers or whatever. And I was like, okay, there's that one. Yeah. And then the Revolution Radio because they played on the radio, but I feel like there was one in between. You know, it's like there's too much going on. I just don't know. I just, I've honestly lost. Uh lost touch of that band since uh was it 21st century breakdown or something like that you, you didn't fuck with uno dos tres no no not <laughs> that no. might be a fun that might be a fun episode just to listen to all three like <laughs> for, for like a hundred and yeah probably like 180 minutes maybe like those are like those are full-length albums yeah so we'll have to do that at some point all right <laughs> uh, okay so i guess my my first choice is pretty obvious i think we need to do this one i told you it didn't count but i feel like i'm just gonna put it out there anyways okay and speaking of green day the only other concert i would have gone to at the sky dome would have been to see this band alongside green day and weezer and that is fallout boy oh. we did it we did it harrison we finally made it we finally got it on oh, the i'm pod. gonna give you a cheers for cheers that. we, we did it we did it oh. how does it feel does it feel good? It feels great. Um, yeah. So Fallout Boy. So I didn't think you were going to actually pick Fallout Boy because you're like, no, 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 this is off the table. <laughs> and we've made so many Fallout Boy references throughout the, the Simpsons. In, yep, throughout the entire podcast. Yeah. It kind of was like he was Fallout Boy was kind of like our Voldemort. It's like we don't actually say his name. Like we don't say the name of Fallout Boy. We do not. We, we do not say Patrick Stump's name. That, exactly. But we did make reference to them especially patrick stump being mario and whatnot <laughs> but follow-up boy was a very very interesting band mm -hmm. to say the least like they still are very interesting i think one of the one of the key moments with follow-up boy with me and actually you and i'm going to share this story was when we were driving to milwaukee 
or Milwaukee, right? Yeah. And we were listening to because we were there for Chicago, and we've we've talked about this yeah, on, yeah, yeah. On, on the episode or on the podcast. Yeah. You were seeing Jawbreaker. Which I'm assuming you're going to probably pick as well too. But wasn't on there because nope. I felt like it's been on there too. We've talked about it too many yeah. times. So we we put together a playlist of bands from Illinois and and Wisconsin just because we we're visiting those those states, and of course we put Fall Out Boy on there. I and think I had to like force it on there. I feel like people didn't want it. on Yeah, there. I don't think I would say the general group they were they were not looking for Fall Out Boy, and one of, I think I think it was like a, a one of the singles. I think it was Thanks for the Memories came on. Yeah. Or something like that, or, or dance, dance. I don't know, and <laughs> and we were driving, and you're in the back seat, and, and we're all talking, and it was it was pretty quiet, and you were like, I think Fall Out Boy writes better songs than Blink One Eighty Two, and there was just a, a silence in the car. It was so quiet. So from my perspective, I'm sitting in the back seat. Yeah. Uh, every, everybody say hi to Arlo. Yeah. We don't usually get that much natural sound. This is going to sound great on audio, I bet. Yes. The levels look great. Yeah, thank you. So, yeah, I'm. I say that as I have like a sort of an epiphany about my like relationship with this band, and then I sort of see you in the passenger seat, like kitty corner away from me, just kind of go like this. Like you kind of just were like you kind of like leaned in a little bit. You know, it's like oh no. I was like I didn't know if it was bad or good. I genuinely had no idea what your reaction would be. I was like bracing. I was like bracing myself for. And then the car goes into the median. The driver is just like, we're done. Like we're ditching this. And then, and then I was like, you know what? I gave it some thought and I was like, you're right. They do. They actually do have better songs than, than Blink-22. And it's not say like not discrediting Blink-22 by any means. Um, but if you actually look at all of the songs that Fall the Boy has written and looking at like their song structures and their dynamics and there's a lot of like different elements that make up a follow boy song that mm-hmm. i think blink 182 is missing and i'm not even talking about like um like from under the cork tree stuff you can even go even earlier or even later than that Honestly, too, right yeah yeah like if you think about that like the first record is like obviously pop punk but they mm-hmm. were they were coming from a weird place too. Like they were all like playing hardcore. Yeah. Like, and it kind of comes across that way. Mm-hmm. And then I think the, like the, the, you make a really good point, specifically the later era stuff, like obviously going to hate the hiatus and come back. Like those songs might be cringe to a lot of people, but they're actually like really well done because mm-hmm. they're very successful. Yeah. Like one of their most successful albums was the, like the one that came out in like 2015 or whatever. Like, that's honestly shocking. Yeah. Like they have no business being there, but it's because they can write good songs. They can write good songs. And honestly, Patrick Stump has aged well in terms of like his voice. Mm-hmm. Like he still sounds fine. Like you can hear like him singing Dance Dance or, you know, Sugar We're Going Down Swinging, whatever, right? Like he still sounds great because they played at what? The, um, it was like the NHL All-Star game? Was it like last year or the year before that? <laughs> no, it was this past year. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah, because were we, were we messaging about that? I, yeah, we yeah, were. Yeah, because yeah, so, yeah. I was like, dude, I was like, it's it's close. But like he he sets the bar like up here. And yeah. like if he doesn't get to it, you're like, damn, that's still pretty good. Like, yeah. You know, like it's it's nuts. Yeah. The, yeah. I mean, the I like the I like the arena rockness that they've done. Yeah. Because I think it's kind of like to write a song like Centuries, as cringe as that is, it's 
fucking weird. Like, how do you write that? How do you write it if you're a normal band? Yeah. Like, if any other band wrote it at any other time, they'd be like, this is stupid. But you're like, <laughs> how'd they do that? Fun fact, music video shot in Kingston, Ontario. Really? Yes. There's a, a We have a friend of a friend who was in the music video in the crowd. Like, there was, like, a call for extras because they have, like, an old sort of, like, because it's like a it's like a they do like a just also very cringe like a roman gladiator style thing so they had like the proper sort of like background thing mm-hmm. but anyways there's only like 10 people in the audience they're like copy and paste it over and over again so you can see her like multiple times, which is <laughs> i just imagine like yeah follow boy like drive probably driving from toronto to go to kingston like a three like you can't get a direct flight in there maybe yeah. you can but anyways yeah, like how how do you write that? Oh Honestly, like 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 who who else could do something like that? As cringe as it is, who else could do it? Honestly, they've they are they are able to just expand over different genres. Like that whole um, I had to look it up the uh, the Mania album. So fucking weird. It's so, so weird. weird. Like it's it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> but like again, like this is like from the same band who's like on the side that these guys are like listening to like Macedon and like are really into hardcore punk and everything like that. And then they release Mania. It's funny, Mania, because I have this one friend, she's a huge Fall Out Boy fan, huge. And she's actually met them like multiple times just because she has bought like the backstage, like the VIP VIP packages or whatever. And I remember we were helping her move out of her place and she had Fall Out Boy merch everywhere, but it was like from the Mania tour. So there's just Mania stuff everywhere. There's a Mania poster. She had like a Mania pin as well too, a hat. I was like, I was like, you really like this album, right? And she's, yeah. she's like, no, not really, but. It's like this band did like minimum 25 dates on this tour and then just called it. They're like, no one likes this. It's like, we got to wrap it up. It's, it's, I saw, um, I saw Fall Out Boy twice. I believe. Yeah, twice. Once at Riot Fest. Oh, sick. And another time when it was Blink-182's first reunion. Oh, so like yeah. 2009. Yeah. So that's when they were on Folly Ado, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, another, like, another, like, crucial, like, low point in that band's career, too. Like, objectively, at the time it was. Yeah. Say with Mania. Yeah. How but, was it? Was it good? Honestly, they were they were good. But the fans were not there for, for Fall Out Boy. Yeah, fair Or Ill Scarlet, who also opened as well, too. <laughs> no, shout out to Ill Scarlet. Yeah, the guy sure. who's now in the Arkells, just getting, getting to play Bud Stage. Like, oh, this is a big deal. You're like, no, you're going to get to do that again. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure he was in Ill Scarlet at the time. I shouldn't be. Uh, like the, the pianist. Yeah. Um, what's his face? He must have been in, right? Or maybe he, did, he, did, he, did he already leave Ill Scarlet and then go to the Arkells? I don't know. Tony? Uh, the only the only fun thing I know about Il Scarlet is that they used to play outside Warp Tour before. Kind of like how like Jason Mraz used to play outside of like Dave Matthews band concerts. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, yeah. That that would work. You're gonna you're gonna attract some fans there. The I think the lowest moment in Follow Boys when they did the the Beat It cover. I mean, one could argue no. That song starts with John Mayer playing, and I you know how much I love. John Mayer too. I'm trying to. I'm trying to level with you right now, Harrison. We're arguing right now. I'm just kidding. It starts with him playing drop D and playing all six notes. So you literally just go like you just whack the guitar down. It's gonna sound like how that song starts. All I'll say is that if you hear that song in the right context, which for me personally was swimming in a resort, having two beers in me, I was like, 
for some reason they were just playing that song like a couple years ago i was like this is kind of rad but you're right no that objectively that was a low point yeah might no go ahead i was gonna say it might have it might age better on me now if i were to go back and and to listen to it but then i also just think of their billy joel cover (laughs) (laughs) okay see that's the thing like okay all right all right so i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna go off for a little bit and then we can come back to the billy Billy joel cover yeah so like my context with fall out boy is we just started listening to it in high school like me and my like my best friend growing up we were just like got into it Mm -hmm. And this was like maybe just kind of, it was near the tail end because we were around the same age. It was like basically right around when they broke up actually or when they went on hiatus. So like after 2009 or around there. So like we just started like getting into the tunes and just like liking it. And we liked pretty much all of it. And we were kind of like, oh yeah, like this band is sick. Like, and just kind of didn't really think too much about it. And then you grow up and you realize that this just did not have, this did not hit with like, people especially like of our like age and of our like if you literally compare it to blink like that's why Mm -hmm. when you mentioned that to me about that conversation i was like right that was like me having like one of these epiphanies about like how come this band hasn't had the same like i think we know why it's because they're cringe as fuck of course (laughs) obviously they're cringe but like honestly man like like for me personally i think it's like a little bit of you know like that band was like not as like bro-y as blink no like it was not like there was like obviously like the lyrics like pete wentz and shit being just this like hunk dude yeah honestly like for me personally like looking back i'm like that like is might that might honestly be like a little bit of like homophobic shit to be honest oh yeah from people from people in our like people who liked our music at that time because like right now why would you not look back at a song like yeah whatever we were playing thanks for the memories or whatever and like just not recognize that as just being like just like obviously his voice i get it the billy joel cover is hilarious yeah like so fucking bad it was literally there i was gonna go see them at bud stage I, I haven't told you this but like they were gonna play in like end of july and we were just in town that weekend and i was just like i'm gonna go like i'm just gonna buy a single and i'm gonna go i'm gonna sit in the lawns and yeah. they're gonna have like a great time yeah. and then they put that out and i had to be like i don't think i can go anymore <laughs> and this like like made my decision right then and there i was like i cannot go yeah because of this but that being said long story short to sort of round into it like there's a there's a thing for me that i'm like i i i really do like the songs and i think that how they've actually main actually maintained a career and like made it interesting is cool like even this last album that they put out is um is like a definitely like a little weird but it's specifically made to sound like folly ado Mm-hmm. they basically there's like a weird sort of and i love that album too like because it was like i'm not sure if you're familiar with it but they put it out and then obviously it was 2009 and then they broke up or whatever but like it's sort of been like a little bit more like rehashed by fans as being like oh that's actually pretty good yeah. mostly because pete wentz is or not pete wentz um patrick stone was allowed to do kind of whatever the fuck he wanted and everyone kind of backed out joe troman has a really good uh biography by the way autobiography. oh interesting yeah okay. I, I was it was it was really interesting to hear his sort of yeah he just he just honestly spent a lot of time talking about how much he loved anthrax which was sick because he got to meet like the guy from oh, anthrax oh, scott ian yeah oh, and he yeah. was just like he was like dude my career is worth something now <laughs> rather than before when i was being like patrick son but anyways long story short like it's supposed to like call back to that yeah but mostly just off of like how the fans reacted to it like oh no this is actually like a really good album and they're like you know what like we're gonna like 
take ideas specifically from it and like market it that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something, and there's also something like a little bit more genuine about that band that I feel like with Blink, but yeah. and Green Day, but that's just me. No, the uh, it was interesting that you brought up the, uh, you know, kind of like other bands like in that era too, right? Like Blink One Eighty Two, and they're not as broy and whatnot. Because like I remember like like I remember when the Dance Dance music video came out, and like that song was everywhere, right? And yep. people would just trash on these guys all the time that they're just kind of like whiny or girly or whatever but like these guys didn't give a fuck no and like that like and that's the thing that's the thing that like i would hope in retrospect people would be able to see Mm -hmm. how they reacted to that music at the time because again i can't stress this enough like in that context me and my friend we were just like oh this is just like this is the same music that everybody else is listening to. Like we were listening to like stuff off of like Epitaph or like Victory Record stuff, and we'd yeah. listen to Fall Out Boy. Yeah. Like this is the same. Yeah, guy's got a soul voice, but it's the same stuff. He's a soul punk, mm-hmm. as we know. Yeah. But anyways, it's like I just I I really thought people would be able to parse that, but like it doesn't seem like it's happened to the same extent. That being said, they're still selling out a bunch of shit, so who cares? Yeah, and they all the emo nights that people yeah. go to, you know, they're always playing Fall Out Boy there. And people are going off because so. it's the song you can actually dance to. Like yeah. "Thanks for the Memories" was written by what's his face, uh, what's it, like Babyface, the guy. Babyface? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like literally yeah. like he's like the the story is like he just went in. And he was like, "Yeah, we're going really long on Fall Out Boy. This is sick." We both just looked at the time. Yeah, no, this is good. Not that uh, not that I don't no, want to no, no, stop talking about Fall Out Boy. This is gonna be our first three hour episode. We did it, yeah. but. Um, how he like basically just went and he's like never worked with any like a rock band or anything he's like no like let's figure it out let's do it and you're like made a song like that that's sick yeah the uh i remember one time watching mtv cribs and <laughs> patrick i think it was patrick stump no no it was pete wentz, yeah, pete, wentz. pete wentz yeah and uh you show his dick on it and almost it's almost as good <laughs> he opened up his fridge nothing was in there of course mm-hmm. this is the second best uh mtv cribs episode by the way um but they go to his tub and he has like he likes taking bath he likes taking baths apparently and he has bath toys of all the other members of Fall Out Boy. <laughs> so he's like he's like holding it like Andy and like Patrick and he's like playing in the tub with them or whatever. Or like he's like, Yeah, I bring these into the tub with me every once in a while. Oh, see, that's sick. And see, like, what's the difference with that and like Tom and Mark? Yeah. Like nothing, man. Nothing. It's just 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 because like I don't know, people got weirded out by yeah. it. That's bullshit. Yeah. Okay, that's enough about homophobia. <laughs> Harrison, you're up next. Uh, okay. So the way I'm gonna approach this is I'm gonna kind of like go from like oldest to young, or sorry, youngest to or, no, not youngest to oldest. Sorry, I'm going from bands that I liked when I was younger, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna go to things that I've liked more recently in okay. time. So I like how you brought up Epitaph because growing up, I was a huge like Epitaph, like Fat Records fan. And we, we've talked about this before, yep. like the, the No Effects, Pennywise, you know, Millencolin, Strung Out, Lagwagon, all those bands. None of those bands are actually the one I'm going to pick. I'm, give, I'm giving Harrison some serious eyes right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just like, I'm like nodding, being like, yes, go on. Um, but a band that I always enjoyed and I still enjoy to this day, because honestly, a lot of that stuff hasn't really aged well with me. Just because I'm like, eh, it's kind of the same, or, you know, it's just kind of stale, or like it doesn't have as much like meaning to me as it did when I was younger, which is fine. I appreciate it. We move mm, on. Yeah. 
Um, but one band that's always stayed with me is Propagandi. Oh, sick. Let's and go. I, they are so talented. And I think, I think with Propagandi, they're from Winnipeg. Of course, so kind of obviously going with my Canadian thing mm-hmm. that uh, I brought up earlier. Um, but the thing about Propagandi is they went from being like the coolest skate punk band to like this really technical, like melodic kind of like hardcore band where when we talk about Alexis and we talk about like how their sound kind of evolves and changes, you can actually see this and hear this, I should say, very well within their discography as mm-hmm. well too. Like you listen to like the How to Clean Everything album versus like supporting cast and it's like completely like night and day. They're like two completely different bands. Mm-hmm. But the music is great and even though we don't talk about the we're not like big lyrics fans, like their political lyrics are still it's kind of sad that they are still relevant today, but like yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. to like back from then, it still is the it still is the same stuff. Like yeah. which is unreal. Yeah. But like they are they are great musicians and they they truly are like like punk rockers, right? That's mm-hmm. I look at, at propaganda like that. And then they they started doing some thrash stuff. Okay, um Harrison, is this is this band going to be mentioned? Don't don't say it out loud. Don't say it out loud. So the reason why is this? No, I mean, is it gonna? Is it? Is it part yes, of your five? Yes, it is going to. Okay, okay. So we won't talk about that band. I just no, pointed are, to my T-shirt. Are you gonna mention them? No. For I some was reason, mention them. I thought you were gonna mention them. For some reason, I didn't have it on my five, but maybe I could add it to my five. Why don't we add one together? So then there's. Does that mean that there's? Eleven. Eleven now. Okay, yeah. sweet. All right. I go think ahead. we should just talk about them. Go ahead. Do it. Throw shirt. it in. Bonus. Yeah. yeah. So Marty's wearing a weaker than's <laughs> t-shirt, and of course it's a curling one as well too. If you know, you know. So John K. Sampson was uh, one of the original members of Propaganda. He played on the first two albums. Yep. Scott sucks. And then I play that bass line on every bass when I <laughs> when I play a bass in like a music store, and I want to hear how it sounds. I always play Scott sucks. <laughs> Because um, it's true. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. The, oh, you uh, can say it. You can say it. Scott's stinky. That's what it should be. But <laughs> anyways, um, Weaker Than's John K. Sampson went off, did his own thing. I'm not sure what happened in the band, why he left Propaganda. You might know. Do you want to know why? Yeah. This I is going to this is gonna tie it all together. Yeah. He literally was like, I can't play what they're playing. Oh, shit. Because when they went from Ska Sucks and then, like, tried to be good. Yeah. He said, no, I can't do it. Because <laughs> they were, like, yeah, because they were that's when they were, like, getting really thrashy and getting yeah. really, like, met, like more yeah. metal influence. And he basically just described it as, well, because he had, like, like anchorless and stuff. Like, yeah. he had those songs. Yeah. So he's, like, his interviews are honestly funny. You should look them up. The quotes are, like, no, I couldn't play. Yeah, so like, I literally, like, I could not play bass on him. So I had to go play guitar in another band. Yeah, he's like, anti-manifesto is too hard of a song. I can't do it. <laughs> literally. Which, honestly, man, I could see that. Imagine, like, your band. And he was also, I think, a bit of a transplant on that band, too, where he kind of came, like, maybe, like, I don't think he was a founding member. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I could be wrong. But anyways, I, I feel like he was transported in. And then, yeah, imagine if, like, all, like, the, regardless, I guess, if he wasn't, like, all the other members of the band are like, no, we're going to play metal now. And you're like, I'm not good at guitar. <laughs> In the words of John K. Sampson, I can barely play this thing. So, yeah. you know, he just, like, he just started to dip, dip and do his own thing. So that's why he ended up leaving. Plus, he had some good songs. Yeah. He, uh, if you haven't listened to Weaker Thans, you have to check them out. They're, Harrison, they're literally my favorite band. 
Really? Yeah, they're 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 more my favorite band than Alexis, I would say. Oh my god! Which is odd for me to Why say. Why are we doing Alexis a weaker than this podcast? We could, we, we could. could. I mean, I've got the curling credentials to back it up. Yeah, they, uh, I, there's there's some there's just something about like obviously I understand. Same with Fall Out Boy. I understand where I was listening to a podcast uh, a couple weeks ago. Where it was like a couple critics that I really like, and just like someone just wrote in questions about the weaker lands being like it was like yay or nay. It's like yes or no. The podcast was. Uh, uh, with Stephen Hyden and Ian Cohen. Uh, what's it called? IndieCast. IndieCast. Okay, okay. Anyways, if anyone wants to listen to it. And they're basically just like, nah, his voice sucks. Stupid. And I'm like, fair enough. Like, you're allowed to say that. But I'm like, at the same time, like, there's something in my brain. Same thing with Patrick Stump. Where I was like, not a dumb voice to my brain for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> and for John K. Samson, not a dumb voice to my brain for some reason either. But if you if you can get by it, that's why there's so many people that are like so into that fucking band. Yeah. Because you understand how you can write those songs that are so sick. Yeah. And they're, they're, they, I think they are one of Canada's best kept secrets for Absolutely. the most part. Cause oh, like, for sure. And like they were on what? They were on Epitaph. They were on like the kind of like the, the folk. Like the folk punk label, Anti, was it? I yeah, think yeah. It's and then did it. It's such a weird, like, to look back, like, like, yeah. That's so strange that they were there. Yeah. But I guess they led the way for, like, Menzingers and stuff. But yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. They have some beautiful songs, though. Like, truly incredible. And then, like, a song like Sun in the Empty Room has done really oh, well on streaming. But it's done well because it was, like, a theme song for, like, a, a podcast, like, a, like a major, um, I'm blanking on the name right now, but it's like that one big gimbal, 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 something like that. Gip, gimbal. Anyways, people will know this, but anyways, it's like, it's done really well on streaming, but that song is like incredible. Yeah. Like, and that was like at the end of like an album that apparently people don't like as much as like Reconstruction Site. Like, I don't know. Dude, I was going to say Reconstruction Site is, is a great album. It's considered like, mm-hmm. like their best one, but I think Reunion Tour. Right, mm-hmm. so good. It's amazing. There's a lot of great songs on there. What's the? Um, I'm really bad with titles for certain songs, so yeah. I'm gonna have to look it up. On oh, this is actually an album I'll know this one for. Okay, usually I won't. I'm gonna look it up on my on my phone here. Um, actually, you know what? Okay, I will I will draw a comparison to Alexis on Fire because this is an Alexis on Fire podcast. I bet people don't care. Actually, this might be one of our <laughs> most popular episodes. We're like they're not actually talking about Alexis, so we're good. Yeah. Weaker Lands is really good because the guitar playing in it, like obviously not from John K. Sampson, because as he said, he can barely play this thing. Um, it's really good because it's very much like a part of the melody. Mm-hmm. And it like and and actually Sun and Empty Room is a great example. Yeah. Where you think probably about that riff before you think of anything else, just because yeah. of how like melodic it is. And the guitar playing is like consistent throughout. And that would like like that. A kind of along with Alexis on Fire is I think what maybe draws me to both bands mm-hmm. because you're able to kind of like again just kind of like fall along with it. That's I think Stephen Carroll is the is the lead guitar player in that band um, uh, for Weaker Dance, and he just like if you just listen to those tunes, it just has these these riffs, and he doesn't shy away from playing complicated stuff while the while like there's vocals, yeah, and it's sweet. I was gonna say uh, him of the medical of the medical oddity, the. Dun, 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 oh dun, yes, dun. yeah. Is that dun, it? Dun, 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 dun. The uh, oh yeah, it was half a smoke and ash. Oh. Yes, yeah, that song is amazing. And then like obviously Boniface and Saint Fatale. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Oh, and then dude. obviously, well, like Tournament of Hearts, of course, is like who can write a song about curling? That's that's good. It's odd, dude. How did they do it? Um, How did they do it? And then the 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 Gump Worsley song. 
as well too. <laughs> Keep in mind, I get Gump Worsley was a goalie for the Montreal Canadiens. Okay? This is a sports podcast. Yeah, he was a goalie for the Montreal Canadiens, and he's known to be quite a figure in in the world. He was the, one of the last goalies to to not wear a, a face mask mm. or a helmet, I should say. Um, and like they talk about, and he had like a fear of flying as well too, and, and whatnot. But the guy wrote a song about it, and it's a great song. It's amazing. Yeah, it's like cramp. What is it? It's like crap, crap pants from a uh, crap pants from from LA. The expansion. Like yeah. he had to fly to LA, and now he's like, oh no, I can't do it. Like, yeah. I can't fly from Toronto to LA. I'm gonna lose my shit. I Literally. know. I know he. Uh, yeah. Cause, so he had a fear of flying, and I think uh, one time he literally crapped his pants. <laughs> The, uh, I know as well too uh, he moved or he started playing for Minnesota because they had the most home games and the least travel uh, and that's why he really yeah. wow yeah, he's that afraid of flying but this guy's like a hockey hall of famer like multi Stanley mm-hmm. Cup winning that's a great goaltender great goal, yeah. but yeah like just how he can write songs like that and I like don't know. why like why write a song on that like but yeah. you just can do it like yeah. actually we I think we actually have mentioned John K. Sampson on the podcast we mentioned yeah. with the with um the doom children episode yeah but like he i don't know what it is he just can like pick out random stuff and the fact that he is just from winnipeg and like winnipeg is more of his thing to go back to propaganda that's also like a key part like yeah. the whole like the whole the whole mystique i think of john k Sampson's songwriting and then i guess propaganda to a certain extent it's just like this is a city that is just like very keenly aware it is the middle of nowhere yeah and it's like trying to own it in like desperate way and like a, in a way that like makes sense so and and yeah think of the success too of like coming from winnipeg like i know neil young has said that he's from winnipeg i know he that guy says he's from everywhere omimi pickering like did he say he's from pickering too he went to my elementary school yeah oh really yeah yeah so he's grown up everywhere but like to come from like manitoba and like make a name for for yourself (laughs) like sure in like the punk community or whatnot but but yeah no i think I guess this is like a uh, a, a joint one, a yeah, joint one. A propaganda weaker than like I don't know. Um, have I told you the Pickering? Have I told you the story before? It was the guy at the thing who said he's from Pickering. Said what it was thing? a small town. Okay, sorry. I'm gonna. I'll start from the top. We can cut this out if you if you remember. So I did like when I was a kid in high school. I did a like an exchange thing or like not an exchange thing, but I just went for a week in Ottawa and did like a, it was called like encounters or something. Okay. So we just went in where it was like all these other kids from across Canada were there and we did like a week and did some classes and did some whatever and did some sightseeing or whatever. And so anyways, we got to a point where we got to sort of introduce where we were from. And I'm not from like, I'm not from a super rural area, but I'm from a town of like 500 people. Right. Mm-hmm. And there were people there that were from none of it and from Yukon and Northwest territories, which are so cool to like meet them and talk to them. Yeah. And there's this kid that comes up on stage and he's like, I'm from a really small town. <laughs> you already know where I'm going with this. You probably know the guy, honestly. I could probably pull up his name. But he's just like, I'm from a place called Pickering, Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like, literally when he said that, I just like looked around. I was like, is anybody here in this guy? I was like, I know, like, that's like Toronto, basically, you uh, know, to anybody else's context. But anyways, yeah. I always just, whenever I think of Pickering, it's hard for me not to think of that. And then he also played the belly song where pickering is mentioned oh yeah yeah he's yeah. like small town pickering or whatever and i was like oh yeah. my god yeah that's that's sorry that's no offense to pickering but that's just no, I, no i have to think of that it's okay being from the durham region it's uh and growing up literally on the border of ajax pickering as well too and going to pickering yeah high school but the uh oh my 
It'd just it's, be funny to like to know to say something that in front of people that like literally had to like fly in like from a Callowit. Yeah. <laughs> You're like I'm from a small town. You're like, dude, fuck off. Yeah. Who literally like ventured like Buddy the Elf to get to fucking Ottawa? Like literally. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're like my parents drove me. Like it wasn't a big of a deal. Yeah. Okay. I just, sorry. I just took the Via. The um. We don't. We don't need to. We don't need to uh, belabor this too much. Um. Sorry. Okay. Anyways, Whose turn is it? Your turn. Because we combined propagandi and weaker thuns. Okay, so I definitely have a band on here that you're going to mention, so I'm going to keep them off. Um, let's let's change gears a little bit. I'm going to say a day to remember. Oh shit! Okay. You, I bet you didn't see that one coming. No, I didn't. Because this band has actually played with Alexis mm-hmm. quite recently in 2022. They were on the same bill, like in Brazil, I think, or Argentina. Okay. And you're like, that's nuts. But I guess they needed to be on there because they're kind of the same and kind of big. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your what's your like past with a day to remember? So, a day with uh, sorry, a day with remember a day to remember is interesting as well too because they were like again on that vic- on like the victory label and everything like that, which I don't think I've heard anyone say anything nice about. By the way, no, it doesn't about exist. victory records. No. But anyways, I'm not gonna go off about that. We might get sued. So. <laughs> The uh, shout out to Light Manifesto. The uh, no, the their one album, the Homesick album, right? Mm-hmm. With uh, it's like blue and purple or whatever. I remember listening to like a lot of songs on that on repeat, and it was again kind of like the you know the clean, dirty vocals, everything that was. I remember people were like calling it popcore at the time as well too, because they didn't really know how to describe it, but. Stay tuned. There's more of that coming. But when we talked about much music and we were talking about, well, we were going to talk about the music videos as well, too, about Lexus on Fire. I was trying to think of like a band that was similar in that regard. And Data Remember was the first band that came to my mind because they always had, they had that one music video that stuck with me. It was, uh, I'm made of wax, Larry. Or whatever, what and their buddy, of? buddy from Devil Wears Prada is like the ump or whatever, and they're playing like kickball against was it kids or something? Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. Don't yeah. blank. Yeah, yeah. That song is sick. But they had some good songs. Mm-hmm. Were they like a band that I, you know, bought their records or you know was dying to see anytime they came to Toronto? No, but they had some good songs. Was it embarrassing to like a day to remember from where like you were at mm-hmm. that time? You could be honest. I don't know if it was like You could be honest. I don't know if it was like follow boy level. <laughs> <laughs> but like I think I guess part of the commu- like the community that I was growing up in where you know where a bunch of like skate punkers and like you know really into hardcore punk like mm-hmm. anyone that can carry a melody just seems soft, right? Right, across the board. Yeah. So like even like even though like I played in a band, like one of the only members that I or one of the only other members besides me liked Lux on Fire. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it was just like me and, and my one buddy who you've met. Mm-hmm. But the other guys didn't give two shits about Lux on Fire. Because they didn't think they were hard enough. Yeah, exactly. That was That's it. And crazy. Just because even though a data remember had breakdowns and catchy songs, it wasn't hard enough. It didn't matter. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So I, I guess that kind of comes back to a little bit more of like, Growing up, being able to listen to Fall Out Boy and not get bullied, because yeah. I would also listen to A Day to Remember and also not get bullied, because I thought the songs were fucking sick. Yeah, they, I, they have good songs. They like I don't know, man. They they occupy a weird place where again it was like seeing them. The, uh, Alexis opened for them. I think now that I think about, it, I think it was Argentina. 
but it's like for two shows and like that was like the poster and then i think that's maybe started the otherness cycle but i was just sitting there like first off i was like what the fuck and i was like wait right this kind of makes sense <laughs> you know you're like okay no i'm actually stupid for saying that that's like this totally makes sense yeah so for a day to remember for me like they're definitely a band i could just like play all the way through like especially the songs that are like a little bit more poppy like they they went from like homesick and like definitely like twisted a little bit and, and went in like a different direction not too different mm -hmm. but the reason why i bring this up because there's like there's an album that i'm obligated to punish people on in person <laughs> and that is the, the album that they put out in 2021 so it was during the pandemic and dude i shit you not it is it is post-hardcore country music you i've you've i've talked about this you've before talked about yeah, this i know this before I know yeah this. but so the, i think it's called you're welcome because they just said you're welcome because they knew everyone was going to hate it at isn't that point isn't it like the cover like someone like in a red outfit yeah. or something Bingo. like that yeah. done yeah, yeah. yeah I, i've definitely punished you to listen to this yeah okay now i'm remembering it because i just like i just have to tell people about it <laughs> it's so it's so so good but so bad yeah and like but at the same time like i i found it like a very interesting experience to actually listen to it from like a like an experience point of view is the whole time i'm just sitting there thinking okay you have a song about diving into a pool or making money or driving a truck and i'm like right you probably if you had any like you know think about the apparatus of a band like if you had any like good management or something they're going to talk about what the spotify numbers are like mm -hmm. and spotify numbers there's like a lot of reactionary people that also like country music like your band they grew up with it or whatever and you're like oh, okay let's like write this maybe a little bit of speculation but also they wanted to write those songs like the guy actually like went to la and like and nashville and like uh see like sought out some like actual like country songwriters. yeah i was gonna say that was the, the like, whole thing there's yeah. like country songwriter credits on that on that album yeah and you're just like it's dude it's if anyone's listening to this that has any interest in either either sort of genre or whatever i'm not sure i don't think i mentioned this on the pod i don't think so but anyways just listen to it because it's so stupid it's so <laughs> stupid but it's like it's honestly kind of neat to see a band do that and then a band like obviously like alexis and like the sort of same vein go towards the same as the the meme that we mentioned that i mentioned i know about wade mm -hmm. where it's like which way young rural teen like towards rockabilly or towards country music yeah or towards like deadheadness or towards country music yeah. anyways i like the band still i think they're good but i just thought i'd get your take on it because we never really yeah we never out. talked about a day to remember yeah they're just never one that like growing up i uh I kind of sought after, but man, they headlined Warp Tour after Warp Tour, man. Like they had some like big like, and they would play Reading and stuff like even like late in their career, pretty well. Like yeah. you like 2019. I mean, late in like the you know sort of like a pre, you know, they're in their a different part of the career now, but they've done well. So yeah, they've they've been really successful, especially like in yeah, in like the punk rock, pop punk community, mm -hmm. right? So like the fact that might be a bit of a stretch, but like what my chemical romance was to us maybe the like more of like the younger kids loved Could the be. day to remember yeah because they were really big mm -hmm. like really big they were like late in that scene for sure yeah okay next okay. band second band for me all right i didn't write this out so i'm literally like just scrolling through my library here as i'm as i'm doing this didn't have didn't have weaker thans on his list, but it's Canadian. No, I thought I thought you were gonna have weaker thans. That's why I didn't pick it. I'm trying to like put the pieces together. Yeah, I think I know what that next one is, but I'm not sure. Okay, I'm. 
I'm going to save one for sure. I know I have one, but I'm going to save it. I know which one it is too. Okay. Is it on your list? No. Perfect. I knew you were going to pick it. Lock it in. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. This, this next band. So again, growing up, huge punker as well too. Um, and you know, you're always like, always like looking for, uh, for new music like me and, and, and whatnot. And the first concert I ever went to was Edgefest 2008. And Goated. the headlining bands were Linkin Park, Stone Temple Pilots, and Sam Roberts Band. Ooh. Yeah. That was the main stage. Yeah, yeah. But on the side stage, I saw another band in between Stone Temple Pilots and, and Linkin Park, and it was the Flatliners. Ah. And I was sold immediately because <laughs> they played Fred's Got Slacks, and I was like, "This band fucking rips." Um, but yeah, this is like again, like Flatliners are a band that ended up going on on Fat Wreck as well too, mm-hmm. um, from Brampton, I believe. And they start off as like a real kind of like ska ska punk kind of band, kind of without the horns though. Same same vibe, but uh, very heavy. Um, and then their song, their sound has has definitely changed over the years too. Definitely like a bit more, more melodic, more onto like the alternative side. More less ska. Yeah, less ska. They realized it's it's stinky. But I've seen this band like eight, eight, nine times. Yeah, and wow. oh yeah, I think I've seen this band more than any other band. Did you see them at the Danforth when they played Freddie God Slacks again? Of course. Of course. <laughs> that was a big deal, right? Because they hadn't played it in like I don't know. years or something. Right? I don't know. Because every time I see them, they play Fred Scott Slacks for the oh, most really? part. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know what uh, what other people are saying. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I, I know that they probably would not want to play that song if they were trying to like well, not do that thing. It's, it's funny because they, um, they were even saying, because I saw them recently, and they're just like, yeah, everybody wants us to play stuff off the first album, but you know we're not that band anymore. And when we wrote that music, we were like 16 and super young, right? They were like kids. Yeah. And they're like, we're glad everybody likes it, but like, we just can't relate to it. Like the lyrics don't make any sense. Like it's, it's brutal, but like they write good music. Um, and yeah, they've toured like with so many big names in in the Mm -hmm. punk community and, and whatnot. And yeah, their, uh, their third album was real. Well, the first three were really big for me. Mm-hmm. Cavalcade was yeah. like their third album. And they got um, Buddy from a Wilhelm Scream to be on one of the songs too, which was another big band that I yeah. was into when I was younger. Um, but yeah, they, uh, I don't know. They're they're a good band. They're a good band. Monumental. Classic. Is an incredible song, yeah. regardless of whatever, you know, if it's punk or not. Yeah. And then, you know, like, honestly, the, the, the those first three albums for sure, but like Dead Language is sick as so, hell. Yeah. So I, uh, when Dead Language came out, I was, and I'm going to talk about this in, in my next like kind of few artists, was definitely in a time where I was kind of transitioning more out of the punk world mm-hmm. and experimenting more with, with new music. So I, I only. Normal music. I'm going to try to be normal <laughs> now. I decided. It's true. We went through but, the same. Know. Everyone goes through the same thing. Yeah. I, I was like, going to say, know? yeah. The, uh, it's common. So. I didn't listen to Dead Language as much as the third one, but I re-listened to it recently. I'm like, fuck, there's some good songs on here. Like, it could rival, like, some of their, their other oh, albums definitely. as one of the better ones. Definitely. And 
I actually bought the anniversary album on on Wax not too long ago. But they're also a Dynalone band now, and they were mm-hmm. like a New Damage band, which is under the kind of like the Dynalone like umbrella or whatever. But but yeah, and Chris Cresswell just released his solo album as well too, and it's good stuff as yeah. well. So he's super funny too. Oh, he's they're, hilarious. They're a great band. Yeah, yeah. I uh, Head by a Century cover too when they put out those like B sides. I was like sick. Yeah, it just sucks that the one like uh, I didn't really like the one the. Um, Inviting like light, or, inviting light, yeah, inviting light, yeah, yeah. I was like, ah, I was like, that sucks because they're because it felt like that they maybe hit something with dead language where it wasn't nearly a ska, but it because as a as a non ska head, that was like maybe like my like first one where I was like, oh, okay, this is like something that I really connect with, yeah. But oh well, and eulogy too. Like I know that's like one mm-hmm. of their biggest songs, but man, that song gets me right in the feels whenever I hear it because they always dedicate it to to someone and everything like that. I'm just like. Can't cry at a punk concert. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You're at a Fall Out Boy concert. You yeah, it's exactly. It's you normal cry. to cry. No, no it's uh, yeah. That band is sick. That's a good pick. That's yeah. a good pick. I, yeah. I I honestly do love Flatliners. Did I one time not stay for them in order to go to an emo night? <laughs> the answer is yes. But uh, I had to convince some friends to go down to see. It was in London, and we saw Dirty Nil was opening for them. It was on the inviting like tour. Yeah. And we saw Dirty No Play and I was like, okay, I definitely want to see these guys. Cause that was like, I feel like that, like that was before even, um, uh, before uh, I'm blanking, obviously the higher power. And then um, what's the one after? Paint with Paint and Infinity on it. Oh. Um, I have it on vinyl. I can't remember now. Not Maximum R&B or. No, no, actually it was around then. It was, it was, it was, when, it was when that came out. Okay. But anyways, it was like, saw them play for like, the whole set and then like a bit of flatliners came on and i was just like we gotta go up to the emo night and then it wasn't that wasn't that much fun i have an all-time story from that emo night that's about alexis that i have to save okay i cannot tell it until we talk about a particular thing okay and a particular song that we all know everyone listening to this knows the song okay so we're gonna save that one i'll I'll tell you my my a couple more flatliner stories and i'll yeah give the the mic back to you in terms of uh, picking your artist. So uh, I went to Riot Fest in Chicago and they were supposed to play, I think on like the Friday and I wasn't mm-hmm. making it to the Friday, but they ended up playing the Saturday. So I was expecting like one band to appear. I think it was um, Lawrence Arms mm. was supposed to play, yeah. but I think they switched it up. So we got the Flatliners instead and everybody's like, oh, sick, where is this band from? And I'm like, I looked at this the guy beside me. He was asking him, like, they're from fucking Canada. I was so... <laughs> they're like, oh, sick, from Canada. Oh, from Canada. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the, um, I've seen them in Chicago. I've seen them in, like, Kitchener. I've seen them in Toronto. But the most recent show in Toronto, they kind of do, like, a holiday show every mm-hmm. year. This year, it's with Gob and a Wilhelm Scream. And I'm like, fuck, I kind of want to go. Go to lineup. And um, they played... Uh, they don't Again, they don't play much from their first album. But they played, again, I'm blanking on the title, so I'm going to cheat here and look it up and pretend that I'm a big fan. Um, they played There's a Problem, which is the song immediately after Fred's Got Slack. Oh. So I'm in the pit, and, you know, obviously you people haven't seen me, but I'm a very tall, lanky individual. Literally, confirmed. I'm looking at it right Literally look like a Q-tip, more or less. <laughs> Anyways... I'm moshing it in the pit because there's a problem. They never play that song. I'm going yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. My, I'm in my zone. Some guy who's shorter than me runs into me just because it's in the pit, and his head bonks the bottom of my chin, 
and my head snaps back just a little bit yeah and i'm like ooh, that that kind of hurts but yeah, i'm yeah. fine just you know checking the jaw you know all that stuff i look down but he's out <laughs> like he's on the ground he's on the ground like unconscious his <laughs> friends are like like trying to like pick him up and like slap him and everything and then he's like walking and then he's he falls back down i'm just like oh my god did i give this man a concussion because he ran into my jaw yo you knocked this guy clean out yeah and then like (laughs) i was like trying to help him out and everything like that and there was like oh we're fine we're gonna take him to the bathroom and everything i see him later you look perfectly fine fine? okay okay he's like just gotta just just unconscious for a little bit they just took him out for concussion protocol reasons (laughs) and whatnot but he literally looked like ron francis trying to get back up after a scott stevens it was brutal Oh my god! Well, I mean, that's you get too you get too riled up when the Scott plays. Yeah, that's why they shouldn't be playing it live in front of anybody. You get too yeah. riled up and you sprint right into a tall person. It's not good. Yeah, not good. It's not no. good from a safety perspective. No, no. Okay, you're sorry. Sorry, next. Okay, you're at number three. Okay, so I can't pick the one band because I'm. Well, I'm still gonna save it. I don't. I don't know if we have the exact same band, so I'm gonna save it. Um, you know what? Fuck it. Since we're on the same, since we're on a date to remember, I have this one written down. I thought it'd be fun to bring it up. Um, definitely, definitely hitting a bit of a theme here. But I'm gonna say four years strong. Okay, tell me about four years strong because I again wasn't ever in my. I know of the band, yeah, but <sighs> never in my uh, my wheelhouse or like my radar because they're super cringe. Because they're super cringe, right? <laughs> say it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna make you. I do think that. it's because they fall under like the happy hardcore bullshit. The popcorn. Yeah, hundred percent. Popcorn. Popcorn. They, so they the the two there's two lead singers and they sound the exact same and they both have like massive beards. Okay. So Are they both clean or is like one's like one's kind of like <sighs> screams or dirty and the other one's clean or they're both kind of the same. Okay. They can both do both. Yeah. Anyways, um the reason why I bring this band up is because um Crisis comes out and then they want their second like major label album to sound like crisis interesting like they they had like a like it's like a a interview or whatever they said oh no like we gave them that that we wanted to sound like that because they they previously had like a synth which made it super funny because that's where they were like really happy hardcore like just like nonsense and then they like ditched the the synth guy after the first album that went to um went to um went to the major label and then they did this other one so it was just the four piece yeah and they wanted to sound like fucking crisis which was like hilarious because they're just like they're playing like newfound glory songs basically yeah you know but like with like a couple breakdowns like some like double bass pedal yeah um i also want to bring this band up because the place we used to work at which we both know mm-hmm. uh there was like you know how sometimes on that table they'd be giving stuff away yeah they had the first four year strong like the album that was on the major label because the songs were like the songs are basically pop songs yeah if you listen to the ones that like like the the first album that like kind of broke them and then the one that they took to major label it was like 2010 so it was like a stupid time to come out with these tunes mm-hmm. but they're super funny like they're just like they're just like like bubblegum pop style but just with like a bit of breakdown and a bit of like chugging just a bit of edge dude like honestly and it's like like the fact they gave them crisis i think is funny just because they didn't they clearly did not have what they needed that one that they wanted to sound like crisis turned out to be a huge flop like it just like went interesting but like because they because they they were almost at their best when they had a dumb synth (laughs) like they were basically like motion city soundtrack with some breakdowns but it was like 
if you're if you're into it at the right time, it's good. And the one thing I will say about the band is they're still going and they're still putting out like decent tunes that are kind of like that, a little different. Yeah. Anyways, do you have any connection with that band? Probably not. none. Zero. Sick. That's awesome. Yeah. Honestly, dude, just just try to listen to it because you're gonna like cringe the. Fuck There's. Out. I'm gonna. I'm in front of my computer right now, so I'm gonna yeah, do it. look this up. Isn't there an album where they're like? They're like on a mountain or they're like superheroes or something like that. And they look all tough. I think that was the one on Universal. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah, that was the one on Universal for sure. So they had the one that was like super. um, Yeah, like their first album. uh, No, not this one. one. Not this one. This one, this, this one, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Enemy yeah. of the world. So yeah. that was the one that was on the that was on the table. Oh, okay, in London. yeah. So, <laughs> so I, was rec- like, I was like immediately grabbed it. I recognize this one because I used to go to, um, yeah. See, this makes sense because every time I die, Polar Bear Club, like those are those are bands I know. So this is a so uh, the other element to this is Four Year Strong actually played with Alexis. I think on um, I think like near like I think like the Old Crows maybe era. Okay, they played with them. But like again, it's like the same thing. It's like man, like like who the fuck is supposed to play with who? Yeah. Like if you listen to this band, you like laugh. Like honestly, it's literally it's like it's literally like yeah, it was it was out on Universal. Like it made sense for them to make the jump, but it like it obviously fell flat. And the, the spoiler alert: where we used to work was a place that would play music on the radio and like it made sense that they were going to try to ship this stuff to radio but like obviously fucking not objectively no i mean like it's i'm glad and then so if you go in some way shape or form the next one Mm -hmm. that was the one that they wanted to sound like crisis has a bunch of stuff on it but they they just play as a four piece and it was not very good at all but anyways i just want to bring that band up just because i knew it had a sort of a crisis it even says here yeah did it yeah the album was influenced by alexis on fire's crisis i'm gonna listen to this i'm gonna Dude, I'm keeping this man. up. I'm gonna listen to oh, it. This one, like, it's brutal. It's honestly, you're gonna say like, this sucks. Imagine taking this to <laughs> to Universal. I know, but imagine taking a copy of Crisis to Universal and being like, okay, guys, put it on. Okay, I want to sound like this band, and everyone in Universal's like, who? <laughs> what? Okay, so you say that, Harrison, but for me, it kind of makes sense because. They're like, okay, they would obviously hear Dallas's voice and be like, okay, we can make this work or whatever. But like, or they want the guitarist to sound that like upfront, yeah. that crunchy. But like, it just like, it made no sense from their perspective. Like there's literally the two, they're like the beard core guys and they just sing songs. Like they have a song called like Breakdown in the Key of Happy or something or Beat Down in the Key of Happy. These are, this is when they're yeah. serious. This is when they're serious oh, for okay. sure. So looking, yeah, yeah. But uh, go back one more and then read out uh, one more album after this one. Uh, another one after that. <laughs> uh, read these song titles or the ones that, that matter to you that you think are funny. Prepare to be digitally manipulated. <laughs> abandon ship or abandon all hope. That might be like their like Is that the a reference popular. to abandon all ships? Canadian metalcore heroes? Likely not. Uh, heroes get remembered. Legends never die. You just... Harrison, you literally named like two of their most popular songs. Oh, interesting. There you go. Those are the ones that spoke to me. So, (laughs) what else? What's the one at the bottom? Bada bing, with a pipe. Bada bing, with a pipe. (laughs) It's not good. It's not good. Beat down in the key of happy. Yeah, Yeah, there it is. If he's here, who's running hell? (laughs) (laughs) And this is to to their credit. This is like I think it's like two thousand and nine, maybe two thousand eight. It's way too late for them to be doing these songs. You gotta love absolute punk. I don't think I've ever seen a rating under eighty percent. 
Really? What is it? 85%. Wow. Yeah. Impressive. Two stars in punk news. Though. Yeah, easy core. That's it. Easy core. Yeah. Easy okay. Core, oh, God, it took it. a while. A yeah. day to remember for your strong. Yeah. I see, easy core. I was calling it pop core. Yes. And I was calling it something else. I don't remember. Yeah. Easy, fun, fun, hardcore. Okay. That's a fun one I want to get out of the way. And now we're done. Harrison, you're up. Okay. So I'm, uh, again, we kind of just, we, we talked about it briefly there. But we were talking about, um, you know, that, that point in our life where we start experimenting a little bit more mm-hmm. into, um, into different... Uh, normal music for normal, normal music. people. Yeah, yeah. Also, how are you doing on your beer? I can go for another one. Okay, want me to grab you a, a beer and then we'll yeah. pause and then we'll, sure, we'll keep it. recording or whatever, but... Sounds good. Let's yeah, just blank. Let's go. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, that's right. Not that I don't want him here, but just, yeah, just barks or whatever. Yeah, I'll, I'll edit this one and I'll edit this part. Oh, yeah. This, this should be Okay. All right. Okay. So, um, yeah, for my pick, what we were talking about earlier was there's just that point where we start listening to normal music. Um, Sadly. We start reading Pitchfork magazine. and <laughs> Magazine. Magazine. Pitchfork. You were getting, you were getting yeah. that to your fucking house or yeah, whatever? And, uh, uh, exactly. Okay. No, we that start would... reading Pitchfork online and uh, uh, what else? Like not, not Rolling Stone, you know. Um, you're just trying to be cool. Yeah, exactly. you're just trying to be cool. You meet other people who are like into other types of music and whatnot. So you're really getting into like the indie phases, and of course, you know, like 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 the art, like Arcade Fire and mm-hmm. like the Strokes, and well, maybe not the Strokes as much, but like Arcade Fire was really big. You know, TV on the radio, mm-hmm. like all those bands, and uh, like a lot of like a lot of my friends in university, they love like Neutral Milk Hotel. Mm-hmm. I'm not picking Neutral Milk Hotel. <laughs> the internet already knows enough about Neutral Milk, Milk Hotel. Um, but How someone, was the documentary? Was it good? Yeah, I did like the documentary. Yeah. The, I was going to say, because I, I brought up the documentary before. Mm. Um, this was playing at Hot Docs in, in Toronto. And the um, I didn't know that much about the other bands that were under the Elephant Six label. So it was kind of cool to learn about like Apples and Serio and Olivia Tremor Control and... They t- talked a little bit about of Montreal, um, mm, who are not yeah. from Montreal, but um, actually I saw them perform too. Um, it was them, Portugal, the man before they blew up, and the Flaming Lips. They played a free show in downtown Toronto uh, for Sick. North by Northeast. Flaming Lips, you may not like, I'm not sure if yeah, yeah. that music really does much for you, but the show itself, they're really Yeah, they'd really be fun. fun. Eh? Yeah. yeah. And it was the night too was... Um, the night that Buddy from Radiohead died, like the roadie at Downsview Park in Toronto. So all the Radiohead fans left Downsview Park and came to the Flaming what? Flaming Lip show. And then I guess Wayne Coyne, the lead singer, or like the band heard about it, like during the set and did an impromptu Radiohead cover. Wow, yeah. really? Yeah, so that was Whoa. really cool, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. sick. Yeah, so I i don't know, Flaming Lips in Toronto, they have a, a very interesting relationship because they also played at SARS Fest as Did well, really? too. Yeah. Oh, so weird. it was like, so I remember like my dad going on, it's like, oh, it's like, yeah, the Rolling Stones, ACDC, Rush, and Flaming Lips. It was almost as confusing as Justin Timberlake being on the I was going to say, yeah, and all the toilet paper being thrown at him, right? Was that the shtick? Yeah. Yeah, gross. Also, the Rolling Stones have a very interesting history of Toronto as well, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. But they do. Um, anyway, so going through kind of like that indie mm-hmm. era, I was listening to Destroyer 
a lot. I'm not sure if you know of Destroyer. Like briefly, kind of, yeah. But he's like um like more of like an indie musician, indie folk musician. He's kind of dabbled in different genres, but he's known for well, for a little bit being part of the new pornographers who are like a yeah, huge yeah. indie band and from Canada. And um yeah, so he does his own solo stuff under the name Destroyer. He's kind of been like the only constant member, similar to like a Tame Impala or like Nine Inch Nails yeah. vibe in, in that regard. But he's explored so many different genres. And one of my um, one of my favorite albums by him is again I'm terrible with titles and with all the Alexa on Fire content that I've been consuming recently, it's just like I don't know anything about any other band just a real quick aside it is very tough to think about another band right now yeah it <laughs> I don't is. Know why. like no, i mean not just tonight but i mean just in general but yeah it's yeah. very difficult to keep a very running title of things yeah so he has this album called kaput and it's very chill it's very yacht rock okay. influence so kind of like the like steely dans mm. of the world like the doobie brothers but this guy just does does everything he's a great songwriter and he has that voice that definitely reminds you of like a john k sampson or a um or a jeff mangum from nutrimolical yeah, Talent, sure. right? and it's that kind of style but he you know dabbles in like acoustics you know does like a little bit more like bluesy type of stuff gets a little funky in some areas as well um but every album sounds different so That's you're gonna get sick. something something new he's from vancouver um i was listening to uh to one song the other day and i'm gonna butcher the lyrics because i don't know them word for word but it basically is like i've been to the states i've been to europe it's all the same shit and he repeats it multiple times <laughs> and i think about it i'm just like you know every city i've gone to you know it's basically the same you it's know all the same stuff it's yeah. all the same stuff it's, it's just no hamilton no hamilton nothing's like jesus is from hamilton jesus from Steeltown. <laughs> oh man we're gonna get a very similar vibe tonight from uh, from our boy ba that's song. right but no destroyer is really good stuff i recommend Sick. just checking out that album yeah i mean kaput you said right yeah kaput uh he also is playing a show at the legendary horseshoe tavern in toronto an all acoustic show sweet um okay i'm in he has a album called Destroyer's Rubies as well, too. That's a good album. Um, but they're all different vibes. One's more of like a guitar-focused album, more of like a jazzy kind of guitar-focused album. But So this was after he left New Pornographers? Or no, it was during the exact same, during time the same time as New Pornographers. So he left them, I think, kind of like in the later, like early like 10s, I guess late 2000s, he kind of left. Um Okay, sick. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've always seen this around, but just always kind of like never quite got into yeah. it. So I'm down. Yeah, it's, this is a fun one. It's like, it's like again, like you look at the critics and like not that like what they say is what's right. And it's obviously subjective, but he does write good music. Sick. Like I always see him at like end of the year list. Same with like the weather station who right. I'm we seeing in a couple of weeks as well, too, with my partner. Mm-hmm which I'm looking forward to as well. Yeah, that'll but. be sick. Okay, Destroyer. Destroyer. Okay, sweet. Yeah, check them out. Or check them out, I guess, yeah. but check them out. All right, I guess I have to pick one, eh? Yeah. Um, this is your fourth pick, by the way. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting right down to the nitty-gritty. I feel like I should pick the one that I definitely want to talk about, which is the one that we both know. Ah, uh, no, but we're going to we're gonna talk about that one anyways. I'm going to throw it. I have one more that I definitely want to mention. Okay. And that is Dire Straits. Fuck off. You were picking Dire Straits. I was picking Dire Straits. I have it written down right here. I didn't know you loved Dire Straits. 
I could talk so much about Dire Straits. Do you? Okay, sweet. Okay, because I, I brought this up knowing that you would be in that zone. Yes, this is okay. just because I think Mark Knopfler is an excellent guitar <laughs> player and he doesn't use a pick, of course. But let's, <laughs> let's go. Okay, so. We, uh, I had never seen The Princess Bride before. Oh, yeah, he did the... Yeah, he did the soundtracks. We, were like, we went and did like the... Um, we did the whole... Um, uh, drive-through type experience and i was like watch i was like oh it's pretty good and then at the very end i was like mark novel did this <laughs> and everyone, like everyone in the car's like who's that i was like are you kidding me i'm like that's yeah. so sick okay so, so okay. oh no no you go ahead, go ahead i was gonna say well you're probably a little introduced it so my question is gonna be like harrison i was gonna talk about it uh was this like uh you know scrolling through your parents been fine like like they're they're going through the cd rack or like what was the how did how did Dire Straits okay. enter your life? Thank you for saying that because there's no way I would have been, been able to remember a really funny story without that. Okay, so two summers ago, um, I was working like remote. It was like during the pandemic, I had like a really like brutal like work experience. And I was like, I was, I was in like not like a dark place, but I was just like, I was just like, just having like a lot of gummies and stuff. Just like trying to like kind of chill out, do my own thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I listened to um, a a really good podcast that's called Bandsplain. Have mm. I talked about this before? I you might have, but might that name have. sounds familiar because I think my buddy is also my other buddy's also explained okay. this to me as well too. So very cool. It's by Yassi Salik, who's like kind of in the same sort of like music critic sort of zone. Really interesting podcast to listen to if there's a band that you're like kind like let's be real like not a band that you're gonna like oh i need to learn more about this but a band that's maybe like you're like oh i should really get into this or i should really understand this mm -hmm. and like i had like listened to a, like a little bit of it and i listened to a podcast about the band and like sort of like understood obviously that they think they were they're british yeah and you're like what the fuck like really and then like how like they obviously like mark Knopfler's like an incredible guitar player um, amazing guitar player but just like was kind of out of like nowhere right and like yeah. did and like and how they were able to sort of write the songs and i mean not gonna lie man like the you know the like you for some reason as like a classic if someone just like listens to classic rock sometimes you don't realize that all these songs are the same person mm -hmm. you know what i mean you're like oh no these are all like really good yeah. but you're like you don't realize that like salt and swing is like the same as the like song, you know? Yeah. Like you're like, oh, that's like walk same. of life. Yeah, right yeah. Here. Like you're like, this is crazy that this is the same song that I leave on bench warmers. No, I think about it. I think it's <laughs> on bench warmers. Anyways, so that was like that was the part of it, and I remember like having like an epiphany. Obviously, having like like a quarter of a gummy, being like, oh no, this this stuff sounds fucking sick. Yeah, getting into it. Well, you mentioned uh, <laughs> you mentioned like the the dad or whatever. So uh, I grew up on a farm, as I mentioned. So my dad had trouble with his like CD player once in his tractor, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, I didn't like even." This is gonna sound very like suburban of me. I didn't even know there were CD players in tractors. Okay. <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned it. I believe this was the tractor that had one like especially installed because okay. it had like the FM and the like everything in. Yeah. So anyway, so like you had trouble with it, and then I ended up kind of like disassembling it and taking it out, and then the there was a CD stuck in it, and it was literally a burnt Dire Straits CD. And then I was just like, oh yeah, I guess you're in a dire straits, like whatever. And then just kind of like pass it off. Yeah. But, and then I, I remember saying to dad, I was like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. Like, dad, I've listened to Romeo and Juliet. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the time was wrong. Like his voice is like so good. Uh, and, and anyways, to, to round, to round this sort of circle, when I wrote down, when I wrote down dire straits, it was kind of the same thought I had where I was like, 
exactly when we had the uh the discussion about grateful dead where it's like it just clicks mm-hmm. i was like this just clicks yeah i was like wow yeah and maybe because it's less jammy or something like connects with me but anyways that's the band i want to throw out i can already tell harrison's super stoked let's go yeah so yeah that's a great <laughs> pick no they uh they were really big in like the english pub scene from what i remember reading mm-hmm. about growing up and, and everything and yeah, Mark Knopfler is just one of those. I can't like he's obviously like renowned as like a great guitar player, but just hearing him talk about the guitar, it just it just gets me. And he'll he nerds out, right? He's he nerds like, out because yeah. like I remember him explaining the difference between like a humbucker and a single coil guitar. So right. like in this case, the difference between like a Stratocaster and a Les Paul. And he's like, oh, for money, for nothing, you know, I wanted this sound. And he picks up the Les Paul and goes, dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. and then he's like, but for Salt in the Swings, I wanted like this sound. And then he picked up his Strat bam, and doesn't. Bam, 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 bam. And I think <laughs> it's like Salt in the Swing is one of the greatest songs of all time, by the way. Like I can, there's so many songs that I'll listen to and be like, this just never gets old. And that's mm-hmm. one of them. It's so good. It's such a great song. It's like it's some, there's some magic in it. Yeah. We uh, um, we were fortunate at the farm at home that mom decided one day to have like a midlife crisis and decide to get a uh, pool table downstairs. <laughs> so uh, I have a, I'll show you a photo photo later today of like us actually putting the pool table down like the very narrow stairs. It got damaged as fuck. Yeah. Anyways, we have one down there that's like barely playable, which is fun. But anyways, we're like, oh, we should uh, like we're down there. It's like, oh, we should put on some like pool table music. Yeah. Guess what I put on? Dire Straits. Just like immediately, like, just like yeah. hit Salt in the Swing and let it play down. I was like, this checks out. Because it's just a, like, it, like the songs are like, they can just hold a, sp- like, they can just hold like a space. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when you listen to Salt in the Swing, it sounds like you're like transported to something. Yeah. It sounds so sick, man. It's such a good song. I just, I'm glad you picked a classic rock band. Because, <laughs> like, I could have picked so many and I didn't. And there's a lot, and just literally going through like my parents' CD collection or picking through the albums, and like again, like it's funny. Like my parents, like they were never Beatles fans. Like that just wasn't a thing for them. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're like huge Rolling Stones fans. So obviously, like we listen to the Rolling Stones and like ACDC. My dad was really big into like like Def Leppard as well too and stuff. And I remember getting all his cassettes and because I guess cassettes were at the time mm-hmm. great and he had like everything as well too. And my mom, she introduced me to lots of different artists. Like Prince is one of my all-time favorite artists. Sick. And again it was just going through like that that cd collection but dire straits was also in that cd collection as well too right it's funny because they're not like a real i guess they are kind of a rocker you know what i mean like i think obviously they weren't big beatles but they're more into like the hard rock stuff yeah they were i I guess it's kind of yeah they were like i don't know they're from like they're from scarborough they're from like the durham region right so it's like you can it has to be kind of rough and tough but not really because like yeah i'm trying to think what else they listen to kind of like Aerosmith was big for like my dad as well too my mom well no my mom like pop music she like Elton John and like Billy Joel and mm. and all that stuff loves Madonna and Whitney Houston and all that like all those greats and whatnot but like 
rock artists as well too like you know bob seger like neil young was also really big as well too oh, sweet joni mitchell was really big oh, that's so sick yeah. man i i did i didn't get any of that eh? no like i got like well like a country yeah. but it was like not like the the cd collection under like that my parents would have would be like all of the most recent like country hit like the country compilations yeah and then they would have blue rodeo yeah, Blue Rodeo. So Blue Rodeo was in my parents as well too, but I never touched Blue Rodeo. Did you? Okay, well, let's let's park that. Let's park that. I feel like it might come up later. I was like, Maybe why is not. there a guitar laying on like some pool floaty in the middle of a lake? I was like, what the hell is this shit? This makes no sense. And then like, yeah, like Alan Jackson or whatever. And then like, guess who? Oh yeah, and guess was who it. was really big Guess who? Like list. guess who kind of makes sense, but it's like, man, like, oh. So jealous to have people that like are able to get you into stuff like that. Like to have like an entryway to Prince when you're a kid is so cool. Yeah. I remember yeah. hearing When Doves Cry as a kid. It just blows your mind probably, right? I was like the guitar solo at the beginning that just, and then there's, you realize there's no bass in that song, but that song mm. is so funky and you're like, what the hell? And you had like, never done cocaine yet. And yeah. you're still like, this song is great. <laughs> and you watch Purple Rain as a kid and you're like, wait a second, this is just eight mile. Like... <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, no i loved prince i was, I was <laughs> sorry continue on no i uh, i loved prince growing up i still love prince the uh i have like every prince cd every prince record i was lucky Amen. enough to see prince as well really? too before he died yeah in he, toronto here yeah in or? toronto yeah. yeah he played at the meridian hall that it's called now but like oh, the Sony really? oh, yeah so shit. prince was like famous for being like Oh, I'm in town. I'm going to put on a couple shows. Probably had it planned out before, but obviously doesn't tell you. Releases tickets that day. It was 2016. Um, you were in London? I was in London. And honestly, like 20, like after I graduated university, I was not in a good place. Like it was mm-hmm. just like, kind of like how you were saying as well too. And like, I just. Trying to figure yourself out. Trying right? to figure myself out. You know, work wasn't great. I was working at like a few jobs at once, mm-hmm. trying to pay bills and didn't really have much of a social life just because I was working or, or whatever. And then obviously I didn't have any money because I was just fresh out of school and came to Toronto and I was like, shit, I got to go. So I called my mom immediately, her being a huge mm-hmm. Prince fan. And Do you want to meet me in the middle, basically? Let's go. I was like, yeah, let's go. She's like, I can't. This is like my big like meeting. Like I have to like present to the execs like tonight. I can't go. She's like, but I'm sending you money, buy a ticket and go. So I went by myself. It was the first concert I went to by myself. And if if you've never been to a concert by yourself, it's the best thing. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Because you can just do whatever you want. Go stand wherever you want. You don't have to follow anyone. No one's yapping at you when the band's playing or whatever. Right. So I saw Prince and he had his third eye girl band um, with him. And the guitarist, she's Canadian as well, too. She's really... Well, the whole band's good. But, like, the first was, like, his new stuff. He also did a cover of Edgar or Edgar Wintergroup's Frankenstein as well, too. I don't know if you ever heard sure. that song. But no. it's, you've heard it if, if I played okay, it. It's okay, instrumental. Yeah. It's really good. And then he just, like, the hits, like, for, All like, the, the rest of the set. Come yeah. on. It was so good. Let's go. But, yeah. And then when Alexa on Fire, when they did the, when Doves cried during the Strombos, I was like, oh my God, they know too. They know all about Prince. <laughs> yeah. But, I think they did that the one time that I saw them live, I think. Oh no, sorry. No, they did the, they did the Tragically Hip. Oh no, no, they, they did do When Doves Cry at History. Oh they yeah, did. the one. Yeah, yeah, but it was like, yeah. It's so funny when it gets to that part of the set where it's just like, 
you know, like they go for a couple bars and then it's just like, then that verse starts and you're like, oh no, we're going to keep going. And it's like, yeah. takes up so much time in the set. Yeah. It's sick though. Yeah. It's so sick. Yeah. Okay, Dire Straits. Done. Dire Straits, though. We went from like every like classic, classic rock, rock band. Baby. We did FM radio from like 1970-something to, <laughs> to now. The, um, All right, what do you got? Yeah, so for my my pick, um, someone who I've recently discovered that I'm really into right now is Allison Russell. I'm not sure if you've heard of oh. her at all. Um, but she is a Americana kind of like folk musician. And I would say she kind of she reminds me of like Brandy Car- Carlisle a little bit okay. as well too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of NPR, obviously. Love watching Tiny Desks, and that's how I discovered her was on a Tiny Desk. I'm like, she sounds amazing. She's really good. She just put out a second album. I think it's called The Returner. Okay. Yeah, I see this. And yeah. both of it, she has such a beautiful voice. Oh, sick. Super so talented. What is it? Kind of like indie? No, it's like. It's more like Americana folk. Like, Sick. I would, I would say some of the earlier stuff could be like lean more towards like the bluegrassy kind of side. Um, not like bluegrassy like Molly by by any means. But um, now we're talking. But uh, no, she's super talented. She's been in. She's from Montreal. She's been in a couple of bands before too. But she's been nominated this year for like five Grammys. Oh, really? Like, oh, you can shit. you can say whatever you want about the Grammys. Like I think like they're whatever. They're American I mean. Junos. Yeah, they're American they're Junos. But the fact that like <laughs> the fact that she submitted and, and got it, yeah. it got recognized by it, and it's a good like again, it's a stage for people to find out more about her. But she is super talented. But if you like listening to, again, kind of like the, like that style of music, kind of mm-hmm. like, alt, it's kind of like alt country. In but a like way more well like too. approachable, right? Like yeah. when, when people say alt country, it doesn't really make sense. No, because I think also as well, too, when you say alt country, people think like Wilco and then they're just like, no. Yeah. 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 Or, or, or it gets like too country. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it get, yeah. like yeah. No, okay. That's, yeah. That sounds, you've described that really well. Yeah. So I. Um, Everyone is just going to stop listening to this. They're going to stop listening to the podcast and just like check that out. Yeah. For a second check out Allison back. Russell. Yeah. She's doing a Canadian tour and uh, she's, she got, um, I don't want to pronounce his name wrong. So I'm going to look it up and I'm still going to pronounce his name wrong. Um, she's doing a Canadian tour and my partner and I are going cause she's playing in Hamilton. Really? Um, which is really cool. But she got um, Isanabe to open. Oh, and yeah, he was familiar. just nominated for the Polaris. Oh, and really? he's an indigenous artist. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, and he's yeah. a really good guitar player as well, too. And he has such a beautiful beautiful voice as well too but i'm looking forward to this show it's happening in march in 2024 but can we expand this to like 14 artists real quick yeah i think that's what we're doing all right let's lock it in we're already at like an hour 20 yeah hour 30 now it's okay don't worry about it okay um i'm gonna pick a funny one and then it's gonna get serious okay boy genius oh shit (laughs) gonna start with a funny one this is funny Okay, so I've seen Boy Genius not once, but twice this calendar year. Twice this year? Yes. Three all time. Three all time. So I've seen them once. 
with yeah right you were there right? i was there you hung out in the yeah okay we hung out in the airbnb after yeah weird airbnb with the giant pillars and stuff yeah that's really fucked weird. up we really watched weird. snl that yeah. might be the last time i've ever watched snl you didn't watch snl with boy genius on them they were there last week yeah <laughs> <laughs> shit no i saw the clips i saw them rocking out i saw i saw a good tweet it was them and and timote hanging out <laughs> yeah <laughs> me my, my brother and i we always <laughs> mess up his always mess up his name we'll always be like oh look it's um like we'll always be like oh it's tangerine champagne or like oh look it's tambourine champlain or like i don't know we just give him it's the perfect amount of vowels that you can mix and match and it doesn't matter i saw a good tweet where it's like him and boy genius and it's like the customers at barnes and noble during a criterion flash It's so true. You're like, like oh. get these fucking nerds out of here. I'm really glad you you brought up Boy Genius. We only because we expanded one. to 14. Where I was yeah. like, I think we should, I think I should mention Boy so Genius real quick. What what does it for you? Oh, anyways, I had, I had the thought like like way earlier in the episode. I was like, this would be a good segment, but maybe I'll hold off. Yeah. So okay, so I I don't know. I have a weird like I like it, but I also don't like it. You know what okay. I mean? Yeah. So like, obviously, like the um, I really like Phoebe. I really like Lucy's songs, like solo and stuff. And Julian's definitely like is up there. It's like there's definitely like you know there's parts of her stuff that's you know naturally people could sort of go mm-hmm. left or right on. Mm-hmm. But I don't know for some reason I was like this album comes out and I was like it's okay. And then we go to Bud Stage and it was like pandemonium. It's yeah. nuts. And I was like right okay this does like it checks out but yeah. i don't know and then anyways we of all times i don't think i told you this but when we were in england maybe i did we were in uh the uk uh on a little trip like actually right when the pod launched mm-hmm. and we were just like looking stuff up and the car was like oh like like boy jesus is gonna actually be playing like at a park there like an outdoor festival like, we just buy tickets so i was like sure so we saw them in muna um oh, and yeah. uh oh ethel kane yeah yeah you know ethel yeah, kane yeah. yeah it was that was sick ethel kane was amazing just like just like just showing up with like the like like american flag shirt on <laughs> just doing the whole bit i was like this is incredible yeah but yeah i was like i don't know man there's something about it where i was like this is like it's all good but it's also like i don't know it doesn't quite like hit for me for some reason i is can't it because explain it's, why is it because it's super mainstream and uh it's no. really big <sighs> I think I think maybe it's like the lack of like I, th- I don't know what it is. It might be like the like I really like the first EP and I like I really like Phoebe's stuff. I don't know. I don't know if it's it might be like just that the, like that guitar tone. Yeah. Like where it's like kind of stinky but it's like not a rocker and it's kind of sitting in this weird place where it, it obviously makes sense for indie music but for me like I don't typically like a lot of music that sounds like that anyways. Yeah. I'd rather go for like the real acoustic singer-songwriter or not. Yeah. I don't, yeah, you know, it wasn't even, it was just like, before, even when it came out, I was like, oh, it's okay. But obviously, like, the live shows were insane and, like, mm-hmm. so good. And they're obviously all amazing. And they occupy, like, such a sick place. Yeah. And, like, that's, like, amazing. But anyways, for me, I'm like, I was like, sitting there, like, am I missing something? But I feel like that's maybe just my own stuff. Yeah. Because, like, it's it's undeniable that it's all really good, you know? Yeah. Sorry. They're, they're all super talented at what they do. I uh, remember going to that first show. and It was incredible. And I went because I knew Phoebe mm-hmm. or whatever. Because I liked Stranger, Stranger in the Alps, Stranger or, in the Alps, Alps yeah. or whatever. And I liked that album. And again, it's not really like my 
vibe as much i'm kind of like you were all i'd rather just kind of go towards like yes the singer songwriter but more of just like someone in their acoustic and, and whatnot um we should maybe describe what this set was like for people that are that have context for these three yeah, artists so this was this was before they released the their album like their debut album so they just had the ep out and what they did it was lucy uh phoebe julian and then they came out and did their ep they did the ep like front to back yeah and this was like 2018 so you basically got all of that first record from phoebe the, his, the historian the historian album plus the one before like i don't want to be yeah. funny anymore and stuff from lucy and then yeah. like julian was yeah. julian was the headliner yeah but like yeah she was the headliner at the time honestly it was like a bizarre show and this was at like a how much is the damn fourth like a three thousand yeah small maybe? venue yeah cheap prices too at the time very or- cheap and we only had one person in our group cry and have to leave. I think that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. It's funny. My uh, my partner, who's currently downstairs, went to that show as well, too. Really? Yeah. Wow. That was uh, technically the first concert we went to. What? <laughs> Did she cry? Where was she standing? Uh, I think beside the person who was crying, because it's obvious. No. <laughs> the, uh, that's where they met. I'm yeah. No, the... Uh, no, I I wasn't a Lucy fan, not because I didn't like her. It's just because I didn't know her stuff. But when I saw her live, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I'm going to check her out. Mm-hmm. Like, I really like her music. Um, she's, she's like, she. I mean, Phoebe can, like, write, like, obviously, like, kind of like the hits, question mm-hmm. mark and stuff. But, like, Lucy is, like, amazing. Yeah. Like, the album that she put out in, like, 2021 during the pandemic is really good. You should yeah. listen to was it. It's it, like home was it home, home video. video. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, great lyric. Like great yeah. lyricist. Obviously, she has the Leonard Cohen line that pissed off a lot of old people, which I was like yeah. so into when I heard. I was like, <laughs> yes. I was like, let's go. Yeah. I don't know. Like, there's, there's, it's around the point. It's like there's just something that like maybe it's just maybe that album that didn't quite hit for me. I'm not sure. But yeah. anyways, still like obviously like like support the band like yeah. love the band so it, much it took me a while to get into the new phoebe album punisher yeah it didn't it it wasn't one that sat with me or i had to sit sorry i had to sit with it for a, a bit for me to get it i really liked the the last song on the album mm-hmm. i remember when she did it on snl and she like broke speaking of boomers yeah, like getting mad guitar and they're like oh God. <laughs> getting so <laughs> upset because the sparks were shooting out or whatever but uh, you know what you know what boy genius found like maybe we don't have to sit on this band for too long but like boy genius for me maybe feels like you're kind of like i feel like i'm kind of sitting on on that and thinking that there's going to be like something incredible that i'm really going to enjoy like i think the next phoebe album might be like really good yeah like might be really good mm-hmm. i think yeah with with yeah with like you know with Kyoto and all those songs I think it was maybe like destined to be sort of decent but I feel like the next one can be like amazing and maybe from Boy Genius too yeah. I don't know so I'll say two things one I think Kyoto would be a better song if someone else did it I think that's like her worst sure. song yeah 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 fair enough I heard Barty Strange's cover of Kyoto is it good? phenomenal really it's so good. good it's so good you're like I want to listen to this now Wow, yeah. have, you, have you heard that? Like, have you listened to him a little bit? Like, he has that song being like hanging out with Lucy and Phoebe or whatever. Yeah, no, yeah, just yeah. Like, yes, like, he loves song. Canada. He's he opens yeah. for everybody. I yeah. saw him. He opened for Metric when I saw them, and when Metric came to London, he opened. He was way better than Metric. No offense to Metric. Really? Oh, yeah. sick. Yeah, because he has yeah, the song about we should we should come to Toronto more often. Yeah, yeah he, he's amazing. He opened for um, what's that really? What's that band with the furry? 
You know what I'm talking. You know who I'm talking <laughs> about. Yes, talking you do. Um, band with the furry. Yeah, I forget their name right now. Like a lead singer. Yeah, they're really big. Um, I can. I'm I'm literally googling this right now. Anyway, so I'm, so yeah, I, to to round the corner on Boy Genius, look like it's gonna be good. Whatever whatever's next is gonna be good. It's just like a tough one where it's like maybe just those collections of songs isn't it. But I will say the EP that they put out, uh, those like the last four songs maybe about a couple weeks ago, closer to a month ago when mm-hmm. we're recording this, was really good just because it was like a little bit more somber. I don't know how to describe it. It was just like a little bit less, but feels like you're definitely trying to park like a little bit of yeah like that guitar tone and like how they you know like i don't know like how like the instrumentation works on songs but i think it's because maybe we're just more conditioned to like when i want to listen to something like that i just want to hear like full guitar all the way like full distortion and go where it's like oh no like there has to be like that space in between yeah like i guess the the rift on um uh uh do you want to be a nihilist with me what's that song uh like with the dun dun Dun, dun, dun. Anyways, I yeah. I also need to Google this. Yeah, I need to look. I I'm I'm still looking. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, the um, the, the band with the. You know what I'm talking they, about. They played, they played it on uh, car seat headrest. Car seat headrest. Yeah, really. Yeah, he opened for car seat oh, headrest as well too. Shit. I didn't go to the show, but I remember like talking to buddies and be like, "Yeah, you know Barty Strange." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm like I've heard this guy, but yeah, he open up. He opens up for everyone. He's crazy. Interesting." That would, that would be a good act. That would be a good opening um, opening slot for him for sure. I think as well too when you when you're talking about like boy genius in my mind, like I just start thinking of supergroups like that, mm-hmm. and you know you expect like I don't know you I in my mind it's like I'm hoping you'll be like a Crosby, Sills, Nash and Young, you know something like that vibe where it's just all come together in harmony like when they did their their intro because i watched the coachella set oh that was amazing and they came in with like the just kind of like the acapella or whatever i'm like okay the this is song. really cool mm-hmm. and they have that one song it gives me like fleetwood mac vibes and i'm sure who wrote that one i forget the title of it right now but. yeah no yeah the first yeah because they actually they opened their lives out of the song was satanist which i should have known because they played on snl whoops <laughs> that. um but that also kind of makes it fun. Like maybe, I mean, that's like to park a little bit of like the music versus being a fan where you're like, it's cool to like listen to a, an album and understand the context of each person's same thing with Alexis, right? It's the same mm-hmm. thing where you're like, Oh, like this person does this, this person does this, but it's like very clearly whose song is what and like how that all sort of melts together. Yeah. Good. Okay. Sorry. Since we're in the bonus area or maybe this is, no, the this is my the, last pick. There's the last pick. And then we're going to go in the bonus. We're going to go in the bonus area. We're, we're watching um, NBA basketball right now. Actually, your partner influenced this pick for me. Really? Yeah. Cause, uh, she will definitely be listening an hour, <laughs> an hour and 35 minutes into this. I know she'll great. just be skimming just to hear this part. No. Um, I've listened to this band for a bit now, but she posted a story of like a playlist that she likes listening to or whatever. And I, I messaged her. I'm like, yes, what a great pick. And I think she just like double tapped it or whatever. Just <laughs> She says hi, by the way. When oh, I left today, she says oh, hi. To perfect. Hi. The uh, Men I Trust. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. so good. They are a vibe. You're into it, eh? Oh, I love it. It's oh. 
their early stuff too they have some funky stuff but it's super chill and you know it's it's good music yeah oh man we're, we're like that gets played a ton in our apartment for yeah. sure oh that's sick yeah Let's i love Trust. and they were just at toronto too and i i didn't go but was it like a, a playlist that she listened to or something i'm not or sure what? it was like a lot of kind of like you know chill indie vibes kind of kind of music or whatever but men i trust was was on there oh sick oh yeah, yeah dude they're amazing yeah. yeah okay that's a fun one yeah um this is this but this one's not going to count do you listen to the pillow queens you heard the pillow queens before i've heard of the name but never they're they're weird man they have they're basically like two singers one's like more of like a like one's a george one's a dallas <laughs> okay if i'm actually going to try to do this right now yeah. one one is a dallas yeah and then one is a I'd say one is a George if they didn't have any uh, harsh vocals. So they're basically yeah. just trying to write pop punk as fast as possible. Yeah. And it, it melds really well. They're they're Irish. Uh, we saw them play Horseshoe. They're amazing. Yeah. Like, and this is like uh, one of Kara's like uh, band she got me into. But they're like, yeah, the guitar playing is sick. But they're like, it's funny. There's like very much like one has like an incredible voice and like these like sort of like weavings or melodies. And one just has like their biggest song. is just basically like a pop punk song. <laughs> they just like fire through it. Yeah, they're sweet. And yeah. along with Men I Trust. That's sick. Yeah. Men great I Trust pickup. is great. Yeah. Let's go. Are they Canadian? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Montreal, I believe. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get roasted for this when she comes home from work the one day and be like, you didn't know they're from Canada. Like, yeah, they're they're great. Uh, they're they're picking up steam too. Like they're mm-hmm. getting really popular as well. Like I don't know. Yeah, they are. Yeah, and they're all independent. Oh really? Not on any label, I don't think. Interesting. Everything's all self released, recorded, everything. Oh wow, I didn't know. Yeah, that. truly indie. Sick. Yeah. Okay, what's oh is it? Am I out? Yeah, your bonus picks now. Where you did your five? Since we're in the bonus picks, I have to do Blue Rodeo. <laughs> Sorry, man. I I, 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 I don't know why you're apologizing. So, I don't know. I just had to. We've I been talking that, a little bit about it. I promised you I'd go see Blue Rodeo with you. What's the date again? If they ever come to, I mean, they're playing are, Massey Hall. Aren't you going to be gone? Massey I Hall? might not be. If you want me to go, I'll go with you. <laughs> okay. Gonna make, I'm going to make you shake on this right now. Yeah. And then I'm going to look it up on Ticketmaster. Okay. Okay. So so what's uh, the deal? What's the Blue deal with Rodeo. Blue Rodeo? Okay. So, all right. So I will explain this to people that are not familiar. Let's let's do that. Same same way we kind of describe much music. Yeah. So Give Blue Rodeo. The, explain to me like I'm five. Yes. Okay. And not from Canada. What, who Blue Rodeo <laughs> is. That's a big ask for yeah. both of those. Yeah. Okay. So I think people outside of Canada understand the Tragically Hip. They're like a cult Canadian band, mm-hmm. like the biggest band in Canada that's also from Canada type thing, yada, yada, yada. Yep. So Blue Rodeo is definitely like the second tier of that. Um, imagine you are uh, like a like the best, like, you know, uh, artist or uh, like musical artist in Toronto or something in the 80s. This is the time before like CanCon or stuff really took off in the way that it was able to support artists. Mm-hmm. And you're playing like, this is a true story. I've told you about this. You're playing like, just like the dumbest, like pop rock, like stuff. Yeah. And you're like, this really isn't taken off. Yeah. You sent me some of this stuff too. Yeah. You listen to the high fives. It's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> like, it's like, you know, that's Greg Keelor. You're like, this is <laughs> stupid. So anyways, these guys, sorry, can I keep that in the, in the first person? So you're like, okay, how do we make it? Uh, let's just go to New York for a little bit. Okay, cool. Someone in New York's like, hey, you should just try to sound like your country for some reason. And we're like, sure, why not? 
come back to Toronto and they start making these songs that are heavily influenced by how would you describe it? Like, it's not quite country. It's like, a, it's, I guess you more of like a Western. It's like taking a bit of Western music, like, like sometimes steel guitar, yeah. but like not quite cowboy chords. Like you're, you're keeping like a yeah. tradition of like pop songwriting, but you're it's, like, you know it, what I mean? It's like, kind of like, it? I don't want to say Eagles, but yeah, true. It's yeah, it like is Eagles. Eagles. Yeah. Not the Eagles, but Eagles. <laughs> That's my favorite thing to tell people. I love the Eagles. No, you like Eagles. Eagles. No, it's it's kind of like early Eagles. In yeah, that regard, you're right. right. That's what it's kind of like. And they, but they start. I guess do they maybe start in the reverse? The Eagles, where sorry, Eagles, <laughs> where they. I already just did it. It's like shit. So because they start with like a lot of like electric guitar, yeah. and then they end up kind of getting like a little bit more in electric. Like by the time they hit like. Five days in May, five days of July. Yep. An album that we're not sure what it's called. It's yep. either one five or the other. Five days, not in January. Five days, yeah, exactly. With the fucking pool noodle or whatever out, <laughs> out, of the, out, of, out of the water. So, like, cause by the time they get to there, it's, like, more of, like, the, I guess, like, even the guitar tone, like, head over heels or something is not nearly as, like, yeah. overdrawn. But, like, if you listen to, like, Diamond Mine, dude, that song is, like, almost unlistenable to me even though i love this band i'm like sounds like shit so anyways so they're a band that like ended up kind of making it big in canada by doing a very yeah like eagles inspired very strange and by the time they get there they're like like would they be in their 30s maybe there's yeah. one there's one performance of them i think on conan o'brien that if you haven't watched it it's extremely funny they're like dressing kind of hip for like 1995 yeah <laughs> but you're like you're too old to be here still. <laughs> but anyways, they like the songs, if you get the right song, like obviously obviously hasn't hit me yet, yeah. like Lost Together is incredible. Yeah. You get the right song, they're like, they're, I, say, I guess the same thing with Fall Out Boy. I think they're better than Tragically Hip and how they write pop songs. It's funny. We were listening to, we, my, my dad and I, we were going up to, uh, we were just driving up to the country and we listened to the Casino. Oh, man. And the first song on there, Till I Am Myself Again, Dude. I was like this. I that was my first time hearing it. Really? Yeah, oh, never you never it. listened to Casino? No, never listened oh, to Casino. Man. And I listened. To, I was like, this is a great song. I was just like, boom, we're playing this one again right away. Like, yeah. Great. Well, because that also has like, uh, like, um, what am I doing here on it? Right? Or like, uh, and I wonder what I. What's it called? Lean over again. I can't remember now. It's a, uh, oh yeah, what am I doing here? Yeah, what yeah. am I doing here? What am I doing here? Fun yeah. fact, we were already talking about Buffalo earlier today off podcast. That is about playing a show like at like a state fairgrounds in Buffalo and no one knows who they are because they're Canadian. Well, it's funny because like the hip also talk about uh, Buffalo as well too and the 100th Meridian. Oh yeah, true, they do. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I remember Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, yeah, like like the, the how they do harmonies too. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. It sounds so good. So this is funny because like Blue Rodeo was like a, like my dad likes Blue Rodeo and I don't know. I don't think my mom likes Blue Rodeo, but like, again, they were like one that was in like the CD kind of like cabinet or like the tower or whatever that I never really got into, but I always knew you were a big Blue Rodeo fan. And I started listening to them more recently in life. And I was like, you know what? They have some good songs. It's not, it's not as like, it's definitely for someone that like, once you like age a little bit, yeah. I have a buddy from, from where I grew up. That's like all in on blue rodeo. Like just being like, yeah, this stuff is the shit yeah. because it's like, it's honestly like, it's better. 
it's better cottage music than yeah, I think that's tragically the thing. hip. Yeah, right? yeah. Because people try to force tragically hip. And you're like, do I want to hear about uh, a terrorist group in Quebec right now? No, <laughs> I want to hear about just hanging out, uh, kissing my crush on Woodbine Beach. That's right. Anyways, five days in May though. Goated. Wor- worst guitar solo I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that is it. That this is. is a I think they are a great band. I think they're talented. Boom, boom. But that guitar solo is so weird. It's like I don't know what he's doing. But you're gonna listen to this after for sure. You're gonna be like, what was that song they mentioned? Uh, I literally as soon as I hear that, boom, boom, I turn it off. Like I literally like will hit next. Like I'll just reach my phone and turn it off. It's incredible. So here's my question for you. Why don't you like the Sadies? <laughs> That's, true. That's true. You weren't expecting that. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, you're, you're, you are bang on 100%. This is, I feel like this this just scaled. So like I had like a little bit of a connection to it when I was like a little bit younger. Yeah. I knew about it. And the Sadies, yes, you, you are 100% valid on that. And I'm sorry, and I apologize. Another CanCon band that is very country, alt-country. Yeah, they're very alt-country. I think, again, we talked about Wilco. I think Jeff Tweedy does like the Sadies, and I think he does like Blue Rodeo as well, too. But All right, right. no, no, I got to do my homework. I I can't just come here and say Blue Rodeo is good without knowing the Sadies. Well, the Sadies, they also have an album Gord Downey, too. They do. Yeah, very true. Very true. Lead singer of the Tragical Hip who passed away. Are you going to pick the Tragically Hip for your next song or next band? I think, I feel like I think I'm, I'm done. I'm done with the. I'm done with Blue Rodeo after you said that. Well, stuff. we but could pick. I feel like we could do it. There is a Tragically Hip podcast out there, but we could easily talk about Tragically Hip for for years. I could I put on my Tragically could, Hip yeah. hat, and I can <laughs> like just. I have my hat in the other room, but they I don't are, know, man. Like that's like such a tough band to talk about. They are so good. They're so good, and no one under, and no one gets it unless you're in this country all right let's add can we add this one on to like our 14 or whatever can we just add the the hip hip on yeah right now just like formally because the hip is uh it's heard throughout lots of canadian musicians Mm -hmm. and including dallas including dallas who actually does a lot of gord downey rituals during his performances as well too where gord downey would like kiss everybody like after the Mm -hmm. show or whatever Dallas and the crew do it and obviously um Gordon and Dallas had their their song together mm-hmm. and how like uh the the strumming pattern for sleeping sickness speaking of like when you say when you ever pick up a bass you just play uh, yeah. ska sucks yeah. whenever I pick up a guitar I do sleeping sickness is like that's like my almost my go-to like strumming pattern yeah and that was inspired by Thompson Girl oh there you go so and then that was obviously like the impetus to bringing him on yeah um dallas green is the lead well not the lead singer sorry one of the singers on uh, for like sunfire if you didn't know <laughs> i want to go lead singer just because i wanted to like make a bit yeah um th- it's they're very good but i'm i know that you probably have the same i know that you probably you definitely have had the same situation that i have had where like did you like the hip growing up like when you were a kid We've talked a lot about, about about bands that we liked as kids. Did you like them? Be honest. Were they my favorite band? No. Were... I think I probably had like two songs 
on my iPod shuffle back in the day. <laughs> that you liked or that you were Probably into. like New Orleans is sinking. Gross. And probably had by a century. Right. That was it. And that was it. Yeah. How do you feel about them now? One of the greatest bands <laughs> ever. <laughs> so good. Look, okay. And so, yeah. No, go ahead. Go no. Ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. You go ahead. You go ahead. The You're going to say you've always liked them. No. No, I'm not. No. I'm not. Uh as I think we mentioned just off podcast. Funny aside, when you talk to someone this many times, sometimes on pod, sometimes off pod, you forget what you said on pod. I know people who are listening to a lot of podcasts understand that, but look, we're like normal people. Okay. You can actually trust us. It is very strange. And sometimes you forget. So I think I did this just off podcast, but I saw tragically hit play in 2009. uh, And they played with Sam Roberts band and Arkells, which was not so CanCon. Very CanCon. It was this, in it was in the Wyerton Airport. I was gonna say, was this Wyerton Willie Fest oh, or whatever wish, they call dude. it? No. Oh my God. Is that was, what they call it Wyerton Willie Fest? <laughs> Good. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, I think they they should just call it that. I think they just call it Wyerton Willie Festival. Yeah. But um, it was the same promoters that did. It's like, what was the show in like Kitchener that they did? Like big something. Anyways, they just brought it to Wyerton for one year and then called it. The reason why I brought it up is I'm pretty sure I told you I saw Sean Avery there. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, which was sick. Yeah. A classic hockey player. But you're like sitting there and like that was like not a band I was excited to see at all. Because you're just like, I guess you're just conditioned to, to not like it. And I feel like I, I have a distinct memory memory of hearing um, uh, like uh, In a World Possessed by the Human Mind, like when it first came out, actually hearing it on the radio mm-hmm. when it was like first introduced and being like, oh, like I kind of get this now. And then everything happens. And then it's like, I, you know, and all of a sudden everyone, you know, has that same reaction, Mm -hmm. you know, like has a very visceral, very like communicative reaction to that band. Yeah. And for me, that's like a, that's, and that's a podcast in and of itself. It is. You know, you're like, how did that make everybody feel because of course like it's and we have a like i think we're a good music podcast and then we 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 even in this one we try to talk a lot about context try to context why music makes us feel the way it does Mm -hmm. but like that's nuts yeah there was my mom's it was funny my mom sent me an article and i forget the name of like the the not it's not a condition but it's a feeling you get when you hear a song that makes you have goosebumps Mm mm-hmm or if it gets you just like it gets you in the feels and you can actually get goosebumps i forget what it's called but whenever i hear bob cajun i get that feeling or whenever i hear you know wheat kings mm-hmm. you know and the thing is too is that like for for us because we've jammed before and you've jammed with other friends and i've jammed with other people like tragically hip songs are pretty like some of them are pretty easy to play like they're just a few chords or whatever but when you play them they yeah it just feels great too mm-hmm. and i remember playing like weak kings and it's just like gets you right in the chest and right in the feels but yeah there's something about this band i've tried like i have american colleagues i have american friends and i try explaining this band to them and the only way i've ever been able to kind of like get it across to people is being like oh they're canadians answer to rem but I don't even. Oh, interesting. But I don't yeah. even know if that's like true or if that's kind of like a disc. 
like it's I, close enough. Yeah, like, but, and even like, Gord Downey's solo stuff too is also really good as well. Mm-hmm. It's something I didn't really listen to, unfortunately, until he passed away. Because I was listening to the hip when I was older, sure, but I never really listened to his, his solo stuff as much. But it's really good. Yeah, and like he's a great lyricist, and like the whole band, like they have so many hits. Well, at least in Canada, right? In Canada, yeah. Maybe it's just because, like, they needed somebody to play, kind of like, just to fill that CanCon quota. But, like, I, I think that they actually just had great songs. They they did. And it's hard, like, not to, like... I don't know. The the, the parsing of, like, Gord obviously passing is, is, like, really hard, I guess, when you want to, like, actually give credit to the band. Because yeah. he also, like, you know, he was a you could tell from like a hundred miles away that he was like a genuine good person, Mm -hmm. especially how he ended his career. Yeah. Right. Like it's, 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 it's honestly like, it's something that we need to like hold up. Like mm -hmm. there's something not just like in this country, but just in general, but like how he just went up was like, no, I've been talking about this for fucking years. Like resident, like the residential school crisis is a fucking absolute bungle by our government and people have done like horrible things yeah and it, that was like that was his la- like that was his last album yeah and that was the last album and it was like it was like that was it like yeah. it was like just doing it and you're like good for fucking you man like yeah there's his last i'm rambling i'm not doing this a good i'm not doing this a good service but like honestly he's just like it's hard to parse that just because you know he's like fundamentally a good person and like that shaded a lot of that stuff in the past yeah no like i said like he like you said it best, right? He the last years of his life was all about reconciliation with the indigenous people of Canada. And I know he was honored and bestowed and was given an actual indigenous name. And he, he I remember watching that on TV and he was crying just because he was he felt so honored and everything like that. And he has this charity as well too, or has the charity the Downey When Jack Fund as well too yeah that it's still very like it's still active it's still doing a ton of stuff yeah this is awesome and um yeah like his soul as one of his last solo albums was about uh yeah. i believe it's uh i think it's charlie wenjack yeah charlie wenjack it's okay. the secret path album yeah and then he had like a book about it as well too and everything yeah right the yeah i mean it's but i think it's inter- <sighs> i i don't know if if you ever thought of this and i found it interesting but Why is it, and it's not a, this is, I'm not, it doesn't mean to be a joke. It's just a, a comparison. But why is it when someone is, is sick or they're dying, they have to go across Canada? Because Terry Fox did it and Gord Downey did it as well too. And both are arguably like, like Canadian icons and everything. Key figures. Like, yeah, huge. And it's just like that's what it that's what it reminded me of when Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah when yeah. when Gord was like, okay, we're doing this one final tour. I'm not sure where the hip was in terms of their relationship with one another, because I know he was doing a lot of solo stuff. And they had like a couple albums or whatever, but that's what it kind of reminded me of. Cause you know, you and I, we didn't grow up with, with Terry Fox or no or anything like that. And I guess us well, for me, being more into the music, you know, community, right? That's what it reminded me of. Like one final tour, like going across Canada and 
you know, kind of sharing and, and all that stuff. But It's crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, I think he just like, uh, we just were talking about like, obviously how like genuinely just like a good person he was like, he was just mm-hmm. like trying to like, like, you know, not return the favor or whatever, but that was obviously the sentiment. You watch the documentary. Yeah. I don't know. Let's, let's save this for, let's save this for like a whole another yeah. episode. To be honest, we could do like a, we should do like a band's like the Alexis on fire inspiration versus inspired by type thing you yeah. know what i mean we yeah. could totally go off of that because it's it's very clear that like that type of relationship and how could it not with dallas like affect things yeah so. and again if you're listening dine alone or wade i want that boots or hearts <laughs> cover <laughs> Wade doing the shimmy boots or hearts are in this. yeah we're gonna use our we're gonna use our dine alone if you're listening card right yeah now so if you're listening you're yeah. good to go yeah. So this was 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 done. Oh, how how did Tragically Hip go into this? Now I can't remember. Well, we, we played just, it. We did. We we threw that in. We threw that. We in. threw it in as okay. kind of like a bonus pick. Okay. So how I many more bonus picks do we want to do? Just a couple more. Couple more. Okay. I'm gonna go quickly and pick mine. I they're not one of my bonus picks, but I just saw them as I was shuffling through my library. I I love Bad Waitress. I can't They're wait sick. to hear more from Bad Waitress. They're sweet. Uh, a, a cool Toronto band you need to check out. They're yeah. sweet. Um, I think this one's interesting, and I'm going to bring it up just because they've been relevant in our conversations offline for a couple of weeks now. Um, and you mentioned them as you walked into the house today, but I'd love to talk about Hey Rosetta. Oh, dude, that's a good pick. That's so a really good pick. I've, I've just been getting into to Hey Rosetta. And it's because my partner said it was the only band that, that she ever loved was was Hey Rosetta. And I've been listening to Tim Baker's solo stuff as well, too. Yeah. Sick. Um, and then I was telling you the other day as well that I used to play a Hey Rosetta bass line all the time. And I didn't know it was a Hey Rosetta bass You have to line. tell the story. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So my buddy in, in my band growing up and one of my best friends, he showed me a bass line. And he's like, play this bass line. And I'm like, okay. And then it's Yes, Yes, Yes by Hey Rosetta from their first album. And I would play it and he would jam out and I was just like, this is a sick bass line. Like, this mm-hmm. is really fun to play. And then that was it, you know, it, it didn't really like store much in my memory. And then Marty's, I was telling him about how, you know, when I went to BC, we put on a bunch of albums mm-hmm. and for my partner's birthday, we put a bunch of albums on and made like a playlist and I was putting on Hey Rosetta. And Marty's like, oh, you have to listen to the first album because that one is, is much different than their other albums. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'll listen to it. And I heard that bass line. And I swear <laughs> to God, I was freaking the fuck out. You are just like, like, whoa. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is the bass line I've been playing for years. And I had no idea. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, so, so I guess like what's your thoughts on Hey Rosetta? So I guess for context for non-Canadian people. So Hey Rosetta is a band. We already mentioned the Much Music episode, how CanCon can like prop up bands like Alexis or whatever. Hey Rosetta comes from Newfoundland which from the name you can already tell what the fuck is that right that's a dumb place for a place right of course it is um like very eastern reaches of the of the country they have their own time zone have their own time zone wasn't even part of canada until the 1950s like very much a very distinct culture and very much on their very own and they managed to make like a pretty legitimate like indie career yeah and like in a way that no other person from any other part of like of a remote reach like that could actually do yeah i can only name one other band from newfoundland who great big c 
And you say, hey, hey. Oh, sorry, we're not going to do it. I we're feel like that, do that'll it. be the next band that we talk about because they're also really good too. I feel like Damien uh, from Fucked Up would be able to give you at least a couple more punk bands from St. John's. I, I should do my do my homework. I know there's like a ton yeah. of like St. John's actually had a pretty big scene. But yeah. for, in terms of like an actual band to scale, yes, 100%. Yep. But they were writing like indie music and they were also like what? Like they varied. They're like a six piece, seven piece. I think when I saw them, they were seven. Yeah, six or seven. Because they, like they had crazy. They had strings and everything yeah. too, right? All the way through. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's wild that they managed to do that. Yeah, and they made a couple records and they called it quits before the pandemic. But like yeah. an amazing band. So sorry. What's your what's your been your perspective on? No, the they've discovery? been really great to listen to. It's funny because like I'm a again being a deadhead, you go into other kind of like jam music and and whatnot, and you know I love love listening to like fish and like dave matthews band and that's what they kind of remind me of they give me like yeah true yeah. not like not like early dave matthews band stuff that people like love to hate but <laughs> more of like the newer dave matthews band style do we count music. ants marching is that do they love to hate that stuff or earlier than that no no ants marching would probably be in the thing that they love to hate it's such Dude, a good song it's so good dan <laughs> Speaking of like alt country influence, just like, I, my buddy and I, we saw Dave Matthews band and in Toronto, and we were in the pit at Amphitheater or really? Budweiser yeah, stage. Yeah. It was so good. It was an amazing show. They did a oh, they're they're a great band. He's very talented guitar player. Uh, Dave Matthews, well, everybody in the band's super talented. Mm. Carl Beaufort's like one of the greatest drummers. The guy's amazing. But um. Anyways, back to Hey Rosetta. That's what yeah. they like. I was listening to that Seeds album. Mm-hmm. That's what it kind of reminded me of. But the one album that we constantly play in this house, I should know the title is Into Your Lungs. And we listen so to that sick. one front to back a yeah. lot. And often it happens, you know, like uh, the like Red Heart, obviously, like those songs are fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. They could just write, like, yeah, obviously Tim Baker is like a great songwriter, but the instrumentation was so wild and just so ridiculous. Yeah. In a good way. And like thinking of like other indie bands at the time too, like, like I'm not, like you want to group them into like, you know, like the Arkells, Colorado or whatever, in terms of like, these were like bands that were playing around the same time, same festivals, colleges or whatever. But, you know, they were far apart from like, you know, the other bands that were in the scene or making up kind of like this new, you know, Canadiana, you know, indie rock kind Mm -hmm. of scene, right? They were completely different. Which is funny, I guess, because like we just talked about in the Much Music episode, you know, like we just talked about how that can kind of prop up Canadian artists, but they didn't have anybody comparable. And they, to be honest, they did like they're they weren't they were much better, yeah, than those other bands, right? Like yeah. they were just like they were like better better players, obviously, mm-hmm. most of, most first and foremost. But like they could just write better songs, yeah. and like it just like and showed that they were obviously from their own sort of orbit. They just didn't, yeah, just didn't click the same way. But the songs, like, looking back, I've always, once they broke up, they did, like, a big sort of thing at mile one in St. John's in the big hockey arena there. Yeah. I just thought, like, as soon as they broke up, I was like, man, the song is good. Like, these these songs are just going to live. Like, do, do you think they'll come back together? I'd love that. I, I think they ended up, like, a couple, like, I think the drummer is doing, like, a brewery or something, at least in, in St. John's, at least after they, they split. I think one of them is maybe still touring with Tim, but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That that would be so sick. I Yeah, I was, I'm fortunate not to get to them to see them, but 
other than the one time but it would be great to see them again yeah okay right. do you have any more bonus bands or i don't know do you want it do you want to call it i think that's all that i have on my list i yeah. got to everybody i wanted wow i'm surprised you didn't bring up one band i think we have time okay who did who did we each bring up let's make sure we have the right order i had i brought up fob a day to remember four year strong dire straits boy genius and blue rodeo yeah i brought up propagandi and the weaker thens i brought up the flatliners i brought up destroyer yep allison russell men i trust Those okay are my five so that's perfect so we're sort of in the zone yep. okay so um let's throw out one more why didn't you pick the Japan droids? I was waiting for you to pick the Japan droids. <laughs> okay, this is the perfect this is the perfect odd number selection. Um I thought you were gonna pick the Japan droids. We already know the Japan droids, dude. We've already we fucking saw them play live. We don't need well, to doesn't talk about mean, them. Well, more. just because you and I have had this experience doesn't I mean we can't share it with the world. Japan that was dro- the first concert you and I went to together. Japan droids are so sick. Actually, what, when was it? Amazing. They're so uh, good. It was the loudest, the loudest concert I've ever been to. So I, I could tell you, we are actually. You know what? We might be close to like the anniversary of that concert. That's what I was. You're thinking. seeing that too. Okay. Yeah. All right. So when we're recording this, uh, don't look this up. Act like this just came out yesterday. That we re- recorded this yesterday, rather. Um, Oh What's no, we're, we're we're literally a month. Okay, ahead. All right, okay. Yeah. Sorry, it was October. I just remember that. Okay, no, I've got it right. So, weed was legalized like two days after this. Yeah, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. So yeah, we saw we saw Japan Droids play, and this is their last set of shows, potentially forever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if if anyone's not into this band, will you like it? Maybe not, but there's a good chance you will yeah honestly like yeah. there's like there's songs that just people seem to click to with this band yeah and we've we talked about like fun songs to play on guitar and stuff like stupid songs to play but fun man. yeah so it's a two-piece just a guitar player and a drummer and a lot of whoa whoa's lots of yeah there's so I, that cool. I, that might actually I'm gonna revise my accents that might actually be my one of my favorite whoa, whoa songs is yeah I, oh I knew you were gonna change it yeah we uh took a while we got there no, I don't know how fires. Uh, I don't know how you and I uh, discovered that we both liked the Japan droids. I didn't know how that happened, but you and I ended up going. Um, it's funny. My partner she told me about. Uh, um, are you trying to look at the set list? No, yeah, I was just taking a look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No it's, encore was sick. It's funny. My my partner she was telling me like she had a friend who just never listened to music like their idea of listening to something was like putting on like fan noises or like sure. you know white noise or whatever but they really loved japan droids <laughs> once they heard the house that have that the house that heaven built they like yeah wow yeah we can we can ask her later but yeah what yeah but like the first album too, post nothing is is a phenomenal album as well too so sorry we gotta go back to this person who did like music so they just like they just like heard the house that heaven built and they thought this is basically like a movie they're just like this is amazing. This is like cinematic, you yeah. Know, something is, it like it like scratches another itch in their brain. Like this is what I want out of music, but nothing. I guess else. they heard it on the radio, and like they were like, "This is a song. Like this is a song I want to listen to." <laughs> right? It's crazy. I mean, it checks out. That that does a good service to the band because yeah. there there's something that feels like very special about the songs that they write. Yeah. But you 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 definitely need to be you definitely need to like dumb yourself down a little bit and kind of get in the zone. 
I mean, I would argue personally not, but some people <laughs> would. Like, I don't know, man. The songs are sick. I would argue that Celebration Rock is the best rock album of, of the 2010s. Yeah, 100%. Like, I, I, would, no I would argument. argue that too. Yeah, there's, yeah, no. There's no argument. No. In terms of like how the songs actually like translated to, like they're definitely weird. That's another band that came out of nowhere too. Like they didn't have anybody that was like equivalent in Vancouver at the time. Yeah. Dude, so sick. So good. Oh man. Speaking of Celebration Rock, before I forget, there is a really good podcast with Stephen Hyden, who I mentioned, who hosts another podcast now. But he ended up getting a guy to come on and do an hour and a half explaining the Tragically Hip to him. So he's an American. He's from Wisconsin, but he sort of had like, obviously like a tangential. Yeah. Yeah, he maybe saw them open for Nirvana that one time in Wisconsin. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think that happened. But anyways, I think, it, or maybe that was maybe that was Minnesota where the Tragically Hip opened for them. I can't remember. They did open for Nirvana once. That you know checks this? out. No, yeah, I didn't know like, this. Like, uh, like, yeah, it was just kind of, I, I don't even know how it happened, but I think it was only maybe one show in the U.S. to which it was on. Anyways, um, he has a, uh, an entire podcast, and we, maybe we'll link it because it's worth it. If you heard our conversation, we're like, "How do I get into this band?" Which seems like this is the whole thesis of the last two and a half hours. Literally, um, it's like just sort of. He's like, "Okay, I've listened to a couple of records. I kind of get it. Explain it from that from that CanCon perspective. It's really good." Yeah. Okay. Are we good? Are we good? That's it. Those are the bands. All right. Sick. Thanks for the challenge. This was fun. <laughs> <laughs> the I challenge. Wait, I can't wait for the next one. Yeah, exactly. Hope it'll be shorter than uh, than two hours. And uh, yeah, I think well, I've got two hours and ten minutes. Not yeah, bad. I got that not here too. Two fifteen. Well, All right, some bonus content. Enjoy. It. Add more B A Johnson to it next time. Oh, geez, can't wait for good. tonight. It's gonna be sick. It's gonna be great. All right. All right, Harrison. Chat soon. Yeah. See you later. <laughs>